What is up, sweet September strangers? Ooh, I like what you did there. <laughs> that was off the top of my head, too. Wow. Uh, welcome to another spanking brand new of the str- episode. I'm very wow. out of it. I'm very out you of it You started today. strong. I started and strong. And then I, yep, I, <laughs> I peaked already. <laughs> wow. I, uh, I'm out of it today. It's been a rough week. You know, it was the first week back at school and I'm exhausted and I'm kind of crabby and I'm just kind of out of it today. So well, this is I'm sorry. Be fun. Welcome to the Strange Sessions. As always, I am Kurt and I am joined by my phleg- phlegmatic co-host. Phlegmatic? I think that means you're full of phlegm. What does that mean? Oh. <laughs> you're full of phlegm. Oh. That was the only thing that popped in Not my head. Not particularly today. Not yet. Wait till winter starts and we start getting cold. Hey, real quick, if you don't want to listen to the 20 minutes and of And I don't us, know why you wouldn't. Yeah, it's because it's pretty titillating. That's why we call it the titillating 20. Indeed. Uh, we're going to do a taste test. We're going to welcome new strangers on our Facebook page and complain about the weather and how crappy we feel. If you don't want to listen to that, <laughs> just pause it. Uh, check the show notes. Kurt will have posted the timestamp of the topic start or free on YouTube. There's a really helpful listener who always posts the topic start in the comments as well. Thank the, you. The timestamp. So thank, thank you, random you. listener. Yeah. Um, uh, in my defense, I'm also screwed up because this is like totally <laughs> different from how it usually is because now I am sitting directly. I'm directly next, like pressed up against Krista. Yeah. We're like bumping knees. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because we're trying to film stuff. Yeah. Uh, I walked down here to a blinding blight light, blight, blight. <laughs> a wow. blinding blight light, a blinding blight light in wow. my face, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's weird because I'm so used to Krista being across from me and looking at her. When yeah, I'm we're talking. usually like a good five feet away from each other. Yeah, and now we're right up against we're each other right and we're staring at the wall. <laughs> So we have to kind of keep pivoting around our microphones. Yeah, so this is a little weird. I'm all thrown off. I'm askew. I'm all askew today. Used to it. Uh, But anyway, we yeah, as he was saying, we filmed a video of us opening a box of new merchandise, which I love. Hats, strange session hats. So stay tuned. They're not ready. Well, I suppose they actually could be ready for sale now if I wanted to sell them through the Printful website, which I haven't figured out yet. So. I might reach out to Mr. Brad Medeiros and ask him how he does because yeah, he uses yeah, Printful yeah. and he has great merch. Yep. And I think he said that he orders a quantity and then sells it himself because if you order, if you do it through the website, they pick the price. Yeah. And I don't know how much money you actually make. So not that we're in it to make a bunch of money, but also we want to make money <laughs> because it's how we buy lighting equipment and cameras and Maybe new computers <laughs> yeah and pay for gas for me to come down here yeah and sometimes it just helps pay for kurt's living expenses which yeah. is totally fine yeah. so. this is kind of weird because now they don't have to hear me ask what time we're at anymore because now i can look at your computer you and see what time we're at yeah i want to give shout outs to our newest strangers and those are amy edwards katie marie rebecca johnson cody jacobs danielle's husband What's up, cody who sent a really not cool he like it was like a cool story on Instagram about imaginary friend, one yep. of our book club books. Yeah, he's been actively participating yes. in the book club. Lizzie Higgins, Owen Robert, 
And I want to give shout outs to one of my ex-students, Clara, who I absolutely adore that listens to the podcast. Hi, Clara. Hi, Clara. But sometimes she says after listening to it, she sees shadow people in her bedroom. Oh, stop. I told her that. That's not good. Nope. We're sending vibes, anti-shadowy vibes to her so that there are no shadow people in her room. She's not there this year and I miss her. Clara is one of my favorite people. And I want to give shout outs to students, Nora and Paige, just because I always do. And they always, uh, especially Nora threatens me, physical violence if I don't give her a shout out. Well, then you got to do it. So that was uh, a lot of new strangers, actually. It was a lot of new strangers. Sometimes we have like two and I'm like, hmm. or one or yeah, sometimes we have to make up names. <laughs> uh, Joe Smith. Uh, but no. So it was a lot this this time, which yeah, was actually nice. awesome. So thank you guys so much for listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, housekeeping. Before we start talking about anything else, I want to get into the next time that we would release an episode. We're oh, yeah. not. Because Krista's blowing it off for her anniversary. <laughs> you know, yeah, like whatever, you know. I guess. Jim and I are going to go on a little vacay for our, our wedding anniversary. And I'm so thankful because the mess that I am right now, being back at school, it's going to be nice having Some a little while off. off. Yeah. Like, I'll start the next episode after that one, but I can take my time. But I believe our recording schedule the next day that a new episode would come out, we're going to release one of our side sessions as like a side sessions preview. Yeah, so that would be the 24th. Yes, so that that weekend is going to be, we're just going to release one of our old side sessions that we have not released yet. So you can listen to that if you haven't heard it. And if you have, I'm sorry. And if you are a Kofi subscriber, this actually works out perfectly because we've already released two episodes or we will have released yeah. two episodes this month by then. So we won't be due until... October I'm kind for of excited to hear what episode. your things are for today's side sessions. Oh, yeah. You're going to pretty much know mine because I think I've talked about each of mine on the show at some point. Mine are kind of boring, but if I'm being honest. Mine aren't. Mine are actually more fun than I would probably do. Um, What other That's housekeeping? the whole point of it, though, right? Yeah. I know you wanted to talk about the... The unbinding. The unbinding, which I can't watch because I don't have Prime anymore. Yeah, so um, if you know us, you know we're fans of the Newkirks and Hellier, um, and they have a great podcast called the Haunted Objects Podcast. So they just released a new project. It's a new documentary called The Unbinding. Um, I don't want to talk about too much what it's about, but... I'm a little annoyed what it's about because I started... I was going to do that topic yeah, the last crone. season. It's the basically crone. kind of about yeah, the crone. I was going to do that topic last season, and I put it off. And well, then you they should stole, definitely do it. They this stole season. our thunder, New Kirks. Like watching you. <laughs> Actually, I think a lot of this. The, they started this journey like in the like 2016 or 17 or something like that. So, this was a project that was a long time coming. I just want to say Carl Pfeiffer. I believe that's how you say it. Yeah. Last night, the dude is brilliant. Yeah, his yeah. camera, I like Carl. his cinematography is just beautiful. Yep. Um, but it, it was great. I loved it. It was. I wouldn't even call it a slow burn, but I think the stuff that they put at the beginning is really necessary to understand where this uh, project or investigation takes them. But I loved it. I thought it was creepy, haunting, but also like very much in the style of what you expect from the Newkirks, if you know them at all. Just very, they're always going to keep digging until they get to what's really going on. And I don't know. I just loved it. I thought it was great. Sweet. So if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. It's about an hour and a half, hour 40 minutes. I saw it on Prime. I think you have to rent it. But I had, because I've ordered some various things like this stuff, the lighting, mm-hmm. I had some credits on Prime. And so I was able to rent it for free f- because of yeah, the credits. Yeah, I forgot about that actually, about that you can rent stuff. Because I do that that app 
Amazon Shopper panel. I oh. got in on that when it first started, and Do you I have believe credits. Then? I, well, I believe now there's like a long waiting list, but if it's like one of the receipt scanning apps. Oh, but if sure. I scan ten receipts a month, and it can be like literally anything, McDonald's. Like if I scan ten receipts a month, at the end of the month, I get a ten dollar Amazon credit. Dang. So right now I'm sitting at like a hundred and twenty. Oh because my gosh. I, I don't use Amazon for a lot of stuff. Oh, I love Amazon. Uh, so I gotta stop. So I could probably Amazon. rent it now and watch it because totally. I have enough you Amazon. Should. It's so good. But yeah, so maybe I will. I, you I really totally should. forgot because I bought one of the seasons of the Americans when I wanted to watch it. So I think I, I, I know how to purchase stuff on there. So maybe I'll do that. I know several strangers have watched it too and said it was really good. There was some uh, somebody said they couldn't get into it. Like after the first thirty minutes, they yeah. had to stop because they couldn't get into yeah. it. Which I get. It's not for everybody, but. No. Just like us. I loved it. I exactly. If you if you can't make it through the first twenty minutes, we get it. Yeah. Um, or just skip over it. But I don't know. I love everything they do. I just I really identify with their style of investigation and just I like how they're not just willing to call something haunted for the views or for the likes yeah. or for the whatever. Yep. They're totally okay saying this isn't real. Yeah. This, this is not uh you know this is a mundane thing rather yeah. than something that's paranormal because that's what you're supposed to do so i just love the whole brand and the world that they've created yeah. i i'm like in in my maybe in my bucket list that would be us that we create something like that and we can do that full-time because that's what they do full-time they're just like you know haunted people there's probably a better term for that but <laughs> paranormal researchers sure there yeah, you go something like oh that. yeah 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 something like that <laughs> <laughs> Should we do a taste test uh, yeah. and open Any whatever this complain? is from Corey? Weather. The weather oh, this I week. Love. Okay. I love. So, so, it the was week like 100 started, degrees. Monday and, Tuesday and Wednesday, we were back at school. And it was like 95 degrees. It's not air conditioned in the school. And it's Kids humid. were getting sick. Yeah. I literally was talking to students having sweat pouring down my face. Yeah, and I can't. Nuts. we can't wear caps anymore at school. So sweat was literally dripping down my face. And then Wouldn't this morning. Wouldn't you be warmer with a hat on though? Yeah, but it catches the sweat <laughs> but then uh That's funny. i wish they would have the camera going because of my sweat motions but uh and this morning spit. i've walked out and it's like 45 degrees oh, so I, I busted out a, a hoodie for the first time this season yeah so it's just been a weird week weather wise we had a major a temperature drop on thursday yeah we it went did. from like high 80s yeah. on wednesday to low 70s like students thursday. were like what the heck because they're dying outside tuesday and then yesterday we're like freezing yeah and they were outside welcome so welcome to wisconsin, wisconsin. people oh that was good timing that was pretty good. taste test Corey gave us a taste test we still have i think michaela's but this is one's from well, Corey. one we, of these is from michaela's oh alcohol. and we have Corey's taste test and a gift from Corey. yeah we have a gift so too. Corey gave us this taste test we had one like this okay. but this one's a little different oh this candy bar Ooh. hammond's pigs, pigs and, and taters. taters what the heck Candy bar, chocolate candy bar think about with bacon and <gasps> potato chip okay, pieces. I can get, okay, I can actually yeah, get that. So can I. Okay. I was thinking pigs, like ham. Like, this is going to be Ooh, weird. ham and a candy bar I might be know. okay. I don't know if it would. I don't know. The lighting sucks. I actually. You might... just bought lighting. I know, but. It's you off. You complained <laughs> about how bright it was. It's like getting a, a diva. Like a diva. <laughs> we could try it on. Seriously, like, I'm okay with trying it on. Well. We, there's no purpose to have it on right now, though. It's true. Okay. Other than when you're trying to take pictures of candy bars. Yeah. I think that'll be okay. Yeah, it should be. This is riveting for everyone, by the way. Okay. Yeah, and I don't have time to edit this today, so no cursing, no flubs. We're perfection. We are. I barely got that word out. You did. did. You hear how I, I heard, struggled I heard how you struggled with that. <laughs> I am a reading aid, so we'll talk after the... Okay. I'll help you with your coding. I'm just going to break... 
I'm going to take that. I, I re- if I remember how it used to be, it was fakeny, Like the fake-y. fake bacony. Fakeny. Um it smells good. It smells like a good candy bar. It I mean, just I smells like the chocolate. Ch- the chocolate is good. I, it doesn't, it I don't smell potato chips. Bacon and potato bacon. chip pieces. Are you ready? Okay. Let's do it. Mmm. Okay. Hmm. That's an unusual. I'm trying to figure out if I get bacon or potatoes. I get potato chips. I don't get a lot of bacon. If you smell, okay, now smell it that you bit into it. Does it smell smoky? Yes. Now okay, I can, now I can it totally smell smells. That. Okay, now I'm getting like smokiness. Hmm. I like it. Yeah, I'm not saying I don't like it. It could be more bacon forward. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I'm getting the bacon now more. Yeah. Hmm. It's more of a, it's coming up through the nose <sighs> rather than the. I'm, I'm honestly going to give that a nine hmm. out of 10 because I think it's really good. It's got a little saltiness. Oh. I just got the saltiness. Yeah, it's got a little smokiness. Yep. It's really good. That is pretty good. You would think that a candy bar that is bacon, bacon and, and potato, potato chips would be horrible, <laughs> but it's actually it actually works. And the chocolate itself is really good. I'm bumping it up to ten because so I think that's perfect. So this is Hammonds. Is that what Hammonds. the brand is? Yes. Mm, that I is know good. What? No, I'm. I still oh, yeah. got this. Awesome. Mm. I like this. Ow. I want to let Jim try that too. Okay. Sorry. I hate listening to people eat. Okay, do we have something else to open up in here? Corey's pet. Corey gave us. He ordered this for a, for the strange yeah, seller. Yeah, we have a, a hanger. And for we some said reason. we needed a hanger, so I'm assuming it's a shirt of some kind. Okay, coming out. <laughs> Recycle me again. Oh, nice. I like that it's in recyclable packaging. Juniper. Hmm. Okay. I'm Let's guessing it's a shirt. This. Oop. I don't know what this is. I'm off to a bad start. Ooh, did you hear that? I heard that. It's very that was satisfying. Some... So does this say anything? Congratulations on your, your new, new merch. Okay. Oh, it's already adorable. Okay, hold on. This says, I went to Mel's hole, <laughs> and all I got <laughs> was, was this magical, magical seal, seal fetus. fetus. Oh, my God. That is awesome. That is so cute. Uh, Look at how cute that seal to is. To understand this, go back and listen to the now I get it. Mel's hole episode. Corey, this is Thank awesome. Thank you, Corey. It's <laughs> Thank so you. cute. <laughs> oh I, actually, I actually forgot about that. I actually, I got a, the Mills whole one. I kind of forgot some of the stuff. Fetus. That is awesome. <laughs> that was what Corey did in that episode. Corey talked about oh, Mills whole. Oh, he did Mills whole. Yes. I still, I won't. I just remember that I was a little juvenile, and when he said his topic was Mills whole, I oh, couldn't I think, stop yeah, laughing at that. But I remember talking about the seal. <laughs> it was Gosh. like what? So uh, this is awesome, Corey. Thank, Thank you, you Corey. so much. That is why we needed Good the hanger. Stuff. Yes. That's awesome. Thank you. I'll hang it in a better spot. That's just Corey that's will be back reach. on probably the season finale. Yes. And a potential Christmas episode if that happens. What Christmas episode? I don't know. We'll talk about that off air. I've never heard of that. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Okay. Do we got anything else? Probably, but <laughs> I apologize if I told people we were gonna read their stories this episode or do something for them this episode because I just dropped the ball being back at school i haven't so we'll work that stuff into the next future episodes we'll, we'll do better we'll I'm do better kidding. we'll do better no, we probably not but <laughs> i just didn't do, i really basically didn't do anything this week with the podcast because yeah. um by the time i, hey, got I up, love the reddit stories so I'm i do too complain. and it's super easy um 
<laughs> Sorry, I can't edit that out. I can right now. Nah, it's okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're, this episode, I apologize again that I didn't do a proper topic, but this is basically just spooky Reddit stories that I collected over the past year or so. Like last year, we did the spooky woods stories. And last that year? Was, Wasn't that just earlier this season? No, that was last season. Are you sure? I am positive oh. that was last season. Okay. Uh, because I it, it was it. when school started last season, because, oh. and that was supposed to be a placeholder episode, and that's one that everybody seemed to really like. I really enjoyed it. It was creepy. So we're doing that again. These aren't all woods stories. There's some woods. There's some stories that are seriously creepy. Uh, there are some stories that are kind of funny. There are some stories that are just like, what? But it's just a cool uh, menagerie of stories. A menagerie. <laughs> For some reason, that was the first word that popped into okay. my head. It's a cool menagerie of stories. I cannot vouch that these are all 100% true. Because knowing they could Reddit, all be fake. <laughs> knowing Reddit, they're not. But even if a couple of these are true, it's like, what the heck is going on? And also, if you just get creeped out by them, mission accomplished. And students of mine, Washington Middle School students... Some of you listened to the Spooky Wood stories last year and had nightmares. Yeah. So be maybe not maybe skip this one or listen to this one during the daytime. Yeah, outside in the sunshine with the birds chirping. Yes, because these ones can be creepy. But people love that. So I students be out. students know we will write you up if you listen to these at night. <laughs> you get a couple demerits. Couple demerits. You get a detention. Do they sadly. still do demerits? No, oh. Not really. Uh so yeah. Are we ready to jump I'm in? I'm ready. Our first story, and I am going to be, I dropped the ball again because I was going to oh. send Krista a bunch of them for oh. her to pre-read <laughs> so she could read them during the episode, and I didn't. Yeah, it helps to pre-read stuff, otherwise you're kind of Especially stumbling. when it's stuff that you didn't write. Right. You know? You don't know you how know someone's grammar is going to be. You know what your flow, yeah. your hustle and flow is. Yeah, your, your hustle and your flow. Yeah. So I have I'll, flow. I'm, gonna... I'm not sure I have hustle, though. <laughs> I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah, but every now and then I'll hand my iPad over to her and she can read the story. Uh, so I dropped the ball on that one. And again, I apologize. So here we go. A couple stories from Reddit. I don't know. I have a ton of them. As you can see, it goes on Dang. and on and on. So we're going to see don't what we... plans later today? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to see, yeah, class reunion. So we're going to see what we can get what through. What class reunion is it? 35th. Dang. Right? You know. I think I'm about to... Next getting, year would be my 30th. Yeah, we're getting to the point where it's going to, you know, the next re- couple years, the reunion will be at like the corner booth at Applebee's because <laughs> won't be that many people I've left. never been to a class reunion, by the way. I've been to a couple of the early ones, but not a whole lot of later ones. Anyway, are you ready? I'm ready. Jump into this. Let's jump in. The first story. This story is from a childhood friend who told me this, and it still unnerves me to this day. She was genuinely freaked out, and her family even backed up her claims. So here goes. Oh, and another thing, I'm not using names, because some people probably want their name, and some people don't, and I would rather err on the side of people that don't want their Reddit names mentioned. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because Hmm. then they might... I've seen them, people get upset about having their names read on there. On podcasts? Yes. Oh, So I'm just not going to say the Reddit names. But they're okay with us sharing their story? I don't know if they are, but if they post it on Reddit, I'm hoping they are. Yeah, it's kind of in the public domain. If somebody sues us, we'll remove it from the episode. (laughs) So anyway, I'll start over. For not using their name. The story is from a childhood friend who told me this, and it still unnerves me to this day. She was genuinely freaked out, and her family even backed up her claims. So here goes. 
Basically, my friend and her family moved into this rental property, which my friend said was haunted. It gave everyone an off feeling. Those who visited or stayed over would mention it. I myself experienced this odd feeling of foreboding whenever I went over there and believed in the consensus that the house was haunted. It honestly felt oppressive in the house, and you would feel this pitiful dread that is hard to put into words and was extremely uncomfortable to experience, to say the least. Anyway, this particular event, the basis of this post, was enough for my friend's family to pack up and stay with relatives until they moved out permanently. On this afternoon, my friend had arrived back home from the park and heard an argument taking place in the kitchen between her mom and dad. My friend thought this was odd as both her parents should be at work, so she called out, Mom, before unlocking the front door and going inside. My friend said that the house fell instantly silent, an uncanny silence like all the air had been sucked out of the place and it just felt stifling and wrong. Then her mom's voice came through the closed kitchen door saying, hey, we are in here. I hate these stories. Yep. (laughs) My friend was just outside the kitchen door at this point and froze before opening it. It was her mother's voice, but there was something off, like the cadence was missing that made it her mother. That's such a creepy way to put it. You know, like, you know, someone's cadence, you know, someone's way of talking. Yep. And when it's, it's different, it sounded flat and unnatural. My friend decided to bolt back out the front door and wait outside until her brother came home, but she said as she turned back to the house, she saw her mother peering at her from the lounge room window. Nope. But it wasn't her mother. The face was the same. Everything was the same, but her face was devoid of anything that made it her mother. There was no recognition on her face. There was no indication that she was looking directly at her daughter. There was no emotion in the expression. There was just nothing. The eyes looked unstaring and utterly blank. I literally I just got the chills. My friend screamed and ran down the street to her mom's workplace and confirmed that she was there the whole time and had never been home. Like, what is that? I don't know. An, a mimic? Initially, my mother's friend reasoned that someone must have broke in, but a later investigation proved nothing had been stolen and the back door was locked, as was the front door, and my friend came home. No one could rationalize who my friend saw in the window and why it looked so much like her mother, but not fully human. So that was the deciding factor to nope the heck out of there and find somewhere else to live. The landlord of the house denied anything like this happening when they lived there, but they did admit that tenants didn't stay long, saying that there was something, quote, wrong with the house. My friend also told me that she was the only one who actually saw anything sinister in the house, but her family said they definitely felt an evil presence there, which manifested into the doppelganger experience that my friend had. Utterly terrifying. Don't you just wonder what would have happened if she had gone into the kitchen? Yeah, like Like, what would have happened? It's just, it's the the thought is creepy of her looking out the window and just like no expression, like no recognition. No, anything. For some reason, I find the voice from the kitchen creepier than that though, because you can't see what it is. No. There are oh, so many so that I didn't put in here, you know, like people in the woods and some guy's dad passed away months ago and in the middle of the night he heard his dad like screaming his name from the woods. Oh my God. And stuff like that. And that's just so frightening. <sighs> so yeah, there you go. There's one of our stories. Dude, the the whole mimicking thing. Freaks us out. Really? Yes, really, it does. It's so creepy. Yes, it does. Okay. Next story. If I can figure out how to close this part here. Which I can't, apparently. Next story. (laughs) Dang it. Next story. I was alone in a semi-expensive hotel room somewhere in the Far East. I had gone to bed, fully awake still. Then I began to hear light tapping coming from the door. Tap, tap. It was like someone tapped the door a few times with their finger. I didn't think anything of it. Hotels have all sorts of noises. I remember that it was about 30 seconds between the sequence of a few taps. 
Slowly, the tapping started to move from the door the door towards my bed, though. Nope. <laughs> the tapping started sound like it was coming from the cabinets next to the door. Each tap came a little bit closer. That's a definite nope. That's a nope. At this point, I started to be a little concerned. Yeah. Yeah, I would you too. think? <laughs> I would too. I turned the lights on and the tapping stopped. I waited a few minutes, decided that it was nothing, and turned the lights off. Even with the lights off, though, the room was lit enough that I could see. There was nothing where the tapping had been coming from. The tapping resumed in about 30-second intervals, tap-tap, coming closer. Suddenly, the tapping was coming from the bed right next to my feet. I could feel the tapping this time. It felt and sounded exactly like water was dripping from the roof, dropping onto the bed, tap-tap-tap. This time, there were no intervals. It was just ceaseless, rhythmic tapping. I was freaking out now. I couldn't figure out anything that caused this. I turned the lights on. I could reach the switch lying in my bed, and something ran away from next to my bed oh, back no. to the door. I just swore. There, there was nothing to be seen, but the footsteps sounded like a child's who was unnaturally fast. The interval between the steps was very short. I'd say about a little longer than that of a rat's, but the weight of the steps was that of a small child. I could hear where it was as it was running, but my eyes saw nothing there. I figured that I wouldn't bother to leave the room, as creepy as it was. I wrote a note on the small notepad hotel rooms off uh, hotel rooms often have just in case this thing was worse than I gave it credit for. I'm guessing he wrote his will <laughs> on the pad. I don't know if hotel room ghosts have a murderous tendency or not. Or maybe he just left a note yeah. for the next, yeah. or the housekeeping. Yeah. I kept the lights on for about half an hour and then decided to try to sleep. I turned them off. About five minutes later, the tapping resumed on my bed. I would bed. just sleep with the lights on. I turned the lights on. It stopped. Lights off. A few minutes, the tapping resumed. The same spot. It was like clockwork. I repeated this about five times or so. I slept the rest of the night with the lights on. To this day, I have no idea what it could have been. I can't say I believe in ghosts, but that experience at the latest has opened me up to the possibility. Never before or since have I had a paranormal experience like this. Ugh. So there you go. Like the yeah, the the hearing like the unnaturally fast footsteps That's of a creepy. child is is flat out creepy. Hearing something like scutter sc- yes. away, skitter, yep. scutter, yep, skedaddle. So now I'm gonna have Krista read this oh, one. Okay. Super small. You can actually do these next two if you want. Okay. They're right there on the same page. All right. So I had an experience a long while ago between the times when I was 18 to 20 when I had to get two buses to work. There was a change in between where I'd be waiting at a bus station. At this station, I began to notice a man who would watch me, but from a few bus stands away. There were four stands within each bus shelter. I can bus totally shelter. picture what they're saying, yeah. too, with the bus shelters. And the stands. And, and this person is like four away from you, and they're looking at you. The shelter themselves were made of glass, so you could see out from all angles. Yep, I know exactly what they're talking about. Over time, he got closer. I never saw him get on a bus and never saw him arrive at the station regardless of what time I got there, which would change because of the nature of my job, but usually morning. One day I looked up and realized he was there right at my stand smiling at me. I called my mom just so I was on the phone to, to someone if something was to happen when all of a sudden he stood up and walked right through the glass panel. Stop it. He stood in the bus lane laughing at me until a bus drove through him and then he was gone. My mom later told me that she could hear his laughing over the phone. Oh, that's creepy. He had a long coat, a caramel color, and a hat a bit like a fedora. Mm -hmm. Up until him walking through the glass, I had no inclination he was anything other than human. 
I genuinely thought I had a stalker. I was ready to call the police. Anyone had anything similar happen? I have seen him since in different scenarios, almost always in broad daylight. It's, it's so, like the hat. It kind of sounds like the hat man. But it does. But it's weird that her mom could hear the laughing. Yeah. You know, when he was laughing at her and then the bus ran into him and he was gone. It's weird. It's almost like this thing realized she could see him and decided to mess yeah. with her. Yeah. That's creepy. And then you can just read that next little one. My friend, I, I kind of like this one. There's going to be more like this. So. Okay. It's a real short one. Yep. My friend Sarah was in a nightclub, drunk off her face, when she got an overwhelming urge to tell a total stranger that her leg hurts. Edit, it didn't. All a bit strange, she ignores it, but it doesn't stop, so she walks up to this guy and says, I know this is crazy, but I've got a huge urge to tell you my leg hurts. I know that's crazy. Again, sorry. But then he bursts into tears. Turns out his dad had just died, and they made a pact before that if there was an afterlife, he would get a message to him saying a totally random phrase. So there could be no mistakes, which they decided was, I've hurt my leg. Isn't oh, that, that is crazy. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like that's what a true, like a true medium, that's yeah. the sort of thing that happens yes. to them. Yeah. And there's a couple more in here like that, but I really like those that, you know... Like, I want to believe that. Yeah, me too. All right. All right. Another, this one's like a nope for me. I was about 12 years old and woke up in the middle of the night needing to go to the bathroom. I walked across the hall to the little bathroom, hit the lights, and was about to reach for the toilet when I glanced up and saw a face in the mirror. It was not my face. It was as if someone was on the other side, standing off to the right, with their face right next to the glass, staring at me. This reminds me of all the comments we had about people yeah. in mirrors, yeah, our not mirror, looking our in the mirror, mirror at our night. Our mirror episode. I only saw it for the briefest moment, but it seared into my brain. I screamed and I ran out of there, out of there, out of there. Out oh of there, hey. <laughs> I screamed <laughs> and I ran the heck out of there. Uh, I ran out to find my dad. Of course, my dad investigated, then calmed me down or tried to. Eventually, we had a prayer session because I was so freaked out. Eventually, I must have fallen back asleep. Fast forward to my 30s. I'd forgotten all about the event. One night while visiting, my dad brought it up. He said, Remember that one time you saw a face in the mirror? It suddenly came back to me in a rush of memory, sending a chill down my spine. I said, yeah, I remember. Well, he said, sometimes I think about that night because I saw it too. Oh. He went on to describe exactly what I'd seen. We had no idea what that was. Apparently, when he went and investigated, he saw it and had a freak out of his own. Apparently, the prayer session was as much for him as it was for me. I respect him for keeping that tidbit from me until my 30s, but I kind of wish he never told me. Ugh. So that's creepy yeah, that's that the really dad creepy. went in there and saw the face too looking back Yeesh. from the mirror. Here we go. I get up a lot at night to go to the bathroom, <laughs> TMI. And <laughs> it's funny because I will, I'll like stop and I'll look in the mirror and they'll be like, ah, that's not so scary. I never do because my mirror, it's positioned like right on this side when I walk in the door. So I just go in and do my business and walk out. I, I very rarely ever look in my mirror. Like ever. I don't know if it's a conscious thing or like an unconscious yeah. thing that I don't want to look in there, but I hardly ever. Like even when I'm brushing my teeth, I'm usually walking around my apartment. Yeah, I do that you too. You know, so I, I honestly don't ever look in my mirror. You know, my hair, obviously, I could care less about it. So I'm not like looking to <laughs> I see. I guess as a woman, I have to look in the mirror yeah, while I, I don't. But mirror stuff creeps me out. I don't have to look in the mirror in the middle of the night when I'm washing my hands, but I do. Mirror stuff doesn't freak me out as much as phone stuff, but mirror stuff freaks me out. Yeah, the mirrors don't creep me out. I don't know. Next one. I guess I've never seen anything in a mirror that creeps me out. 
I don't want to ever <laughs> Besides see. myself, but early in the morning. <laughs> wow. wow. Hardly. You're, you're fluorescent in the morning. Fluorescent. <laughs> My girlfriend and I are in a long-distance relationship. We typically take turns traveling between each other's countries, Australia and Canada. That is a long-distance yeah. relationship. Wow. Holy cow. About two years ago, you're going to nope this. Okay. <laughs> About two years ago, it was my turn to travel over to Australia to stay with her and her mom. For a bit of background, my girlfriend's room was built as an extension or add-on to their garage. So to get to it, you had to walk through their garage to get to her room. About a couple weeks into my trip over there, I wake up at around 1 o'clock a.m. and the room is just glowing red. I look up at the ceiling and I see this black human-like figure crawling on the ceiling. It moved in such an inhuman way, almost like it was breaking every one of its bones to move. That's creepy. Yes. I start screaming, which wakes my girlfriend up and she looks up at the ceiling and then starts to scream as well. Instinctively, I grab my pillow and throw it at the figure. Oh my God, that'll do <laughs> so it. That'll, the next thing I know... Deadly pillow. The next thing I know, everything... Well, I don't know what I would do. I'd probably do the same thing. I don't know what I would do the either. Ne the next thing I know, everything went black and I'm waking up a few hours later. My girlfriend is fast asleep, so I think it's just some weird dream. At that point, I have to go to the bathroom, so I walk through the garage and try to quietly open the garage door to get into the main house. Previously, her mom had mentioned that she was getting annoyed with us staying up late at night and going through the garage door to use the bathroom. Since her mom's room was down the garage door hallway, each time we would open it, the door would click loudly and wake her up. So I'm standing there at the garage door, and I try to open it as quietly as possible. As I turn the handle and as the door clicks as I push it open, her mom just starts screaming at the top of her lungs. I thought it was out of rage for waking her up, so I immediately close the door and speed walk back to my girlfriend's room. I climb into bed and gently nudge her awake to tell her that her mom is screaming. <laughs> she gets up and goes to see whether her mom was still angry and tries to de-escalate the situation. About 20 minutes goes by and my girlfriend comes back into the room completely silent. She asks me if I saw the room glowing red earlier as well as the figure on the ceiling. I said yes, and she goes all wide-eyed and said that she thought it was just a dream too. She then says that her mom wasn't screaming at me. Apparently when I opened the door it did wake her up, but when she woke up there was a black figure standing at the foot of her bed slowly moving towards her. She then experienced a blackout as well and then was woken up by my girlfriend checking in on her. Yeah, the entire house slept with the lights on for a month after that. Mm, the red glowing light. And my favorite reply to that one, someone wrote, quote, Your demon is probably the fourth creepiest thing you can wake up to crawling on your ceiling in Australia. Oh, jeez. The fourth <laughs> creepiest thing? Have you seen the spiders they have over there? <laughs> yes, they do. Oh, my God. But there's something about something moving in a in human like a jerking like it's yeah. breaking all of its limbs Herky to jerky. move because that kind of reminds me of my guy that crawled out of the oh, bathroom like yeah. moving like crawling it's all unnatural yes yep Blech. couple more Blech. there was a kid in my class i like ones like this because these ones are like huh there was a kid in my class that no one else remembers. I distinctly remember playing with this kid in kindergarten, and we were pretty much inseparable. About a month past Christmas break, he just disappeared. No one remembered him, not the teachers or the others in my class. No one. I even asked the school counselor if he was okay, and she humored me by going through records to see if he transferred. She couldn't find a thing. To this day, I think about it at least once a mm, month. That's so weird. And someone replied, I have something similar. When I was a freshman, I think in high school, we had a pair of new students start who were twins i remember both of them because while they were twins they had slight differences so i could tell them apart anyways a few years after high school i get a friend request from one of them i was looking at her facebook randomly one day looking at her pictures and didn't see any of her sister which i thought was odd i mentioned it to my friend that she looked at me strangely and my friend said she doesn't have a twin 
I asked another couple people we went to high school with, and they all said the same thing. I have no idea what happened, and it still baffles me because I distinctly remember two of them, but apparently there was only one. That's really weird. <laughs> right? Right? Huh. Like, you remember this person being there, and I don't know, it's almost like a time yeah. glitch or something where all of a sudden they don't exist, or parallel universe. Yeah, that's weird. They just don't exist anymore. Like, I love stories like that. Is that like I a Mandela effect? I can't, but no. it's just one person's yeah, Mandela effect. Possibly, <laughs> but it's weird. It, it's so weird to think of you knowing somebody, and all of a sudden one day they're gone, and nobody they remembers never that person. Yeah. Hmm. Here we go. I think this... Okay, yeah, this is like, I have some That's linked together one. that are themed. Okay. Like a lot of them have a theme. This one is one of those ones that has kind of a theme with a couple different stories. I used to work in a nursing home where I cared for dementia patients. Every patient on the hall I worked with would steal spoons from dinner to give to, quote, the kids because they like shiny things. It got to the point where once a week I'd have to go through everyone's room to take back the spoons. I asked the patients about the kids many times but never got a good answer. I'd hear things like, quote, they just live here, or, quote, they stand outside in the snow and look in the windows, or, quote, they're my friends who visit. Wouldn't it be so weird if they all didn't do it, but it was everyone, the ones who were still capable of speaking anyways. One time at 3 a.m., one of my patients started screaming, so I ran into her room and found her laying in bed seemingly fine. I asked her what was wrong, and she said, quote, That boy is here again, and he won't get out of my closet. I'm scared. Uh, like me too, Dolores. What the heck? Wow. <laughs> so, And then somebody replied, I used to work in a nursing home through high school in the Midwest in a tiny town. I'll never forget the story of the night when four or five call lights went on one of our wings, and every single one was to tell us something to the effect that the children had come and rearranged the furniture. Sure enough, there were chairs pushed around, even in rooms where the resident wasn't able to stand on their own. The creepiest one was the man who was seated on the toilet and had a chair pushed up against his door who wasn't able to stand on his own and used a wheelchair and someone had to help get him to it. Oh my gosh. So that's creepy. That Nursing is home creepy. kids are creepy. Yeah. Apparently. Somebody else replied, I worked in a nursing home too and I was stationed in a dementia ward for a while. One of my most beloved little old ladies was fairly far into the disease. Every night she worried that a man with a knife was trying to break into her window, or worse, that it was sometimes a grotesque, quote, interdimensional spider. I tucked her in at night. She had a particular way to be tucked in, good and tight, but impossible for her to do it herself, and she would either cry about the man or the spider at the window. It was a huge, non-opening window overlooking a forest, and her room was immediately adjacent to the... I don't know how to pronounce this. Palliative room? Palliative. Palliative room, where we moved people when they were close to death so family could be with them in peace. I'd go look sincerely out the window, and every time I'd tell her, quote, Carol, I see it. Good news, though. It's actually just a moose in the tree shadows. Certainly spooky looking, but harmless. It would have fooled me, too. She was always relieved. I'd close the blinds and continue on, never actually seeing anything. One night, I went to check on her in the night when she was sleeping. As I walked in, I saw the curtains moving. I figured she was up and fearfully staring out the window, moving the curtains. As I rounded the corner, I quickly realized that she was firmly tucked in as I had left her there. I looked at the windows, and on my peripheral vision, on the sliver of exposed glass, something writhed in the corner of my eye. My heart skipped a beat. Then Carol flatly said, quote, You see it now too, huh? I never doubted again that she was seeing something, and I couldn't BS my way out of it that time. She moved room shortly after that, thank God. Oh, <laughs> That's so creepy. That's creepy. 
And truly with people with dementia or Alzheimer's, they do hallucinate or they really misinterpret things that they're seeing. Yeah. So you never know if, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that it would be really hard to actually believe that yeah. there was something yes. there. Yes. Yeah. And that's got to be so frustrating for somebody that is legitimately, you know, legitimately seeing, seeing something. stuff. Yeah. Uh, another reply to the first original one. I, female 27, was training to be a nurse. Here in Germany, you have to visit and practice at a lot of places. I was working at a hospice, a place where the terminally ill patients could stay until their last day. I was there for eight weeks and was in my last year of studying. I was doing a round, checking on everyone, making sure they were not in pain, needed any help, or just needed to talk. One patient, a woman who was there for days, had a different had diff- had a different breathing, and I called her husband, who was in the group room. I don't know exactly how to describe it. She had her final breath when her husband was holding her hand. It was peaceful, and I know she was gone. At this moment, another patient made a call. We had phones, which would ring if someone requested a nurse. I excused myself and left her room. Deep breath and going to the patient who was calling. I entered and smiled and said, how could I help? How, how can I help you? The man told me that his guest would like to know where the exit was. I was a little confused because he hadn't any visitors that day, so I asked, who do you mean? Maybe I just didn't see anyone because I was spending about half an hour with the dying patient. And he answered, quote, well, this lady here, she wants to know where to get out. I went pale, blood falling into my knees. I was shocked. I stuttered while opening the window. Uh, here's the way to the balcony and right and left down the stairs is a door. I'll get you some water. Left the room and was hardly breathing, leaning against the wall. Stood there for about five minutes. One of the nurses saw me and asked if I was okay, so I told her what just happened. All she did was smile and say, quote, yeah, that kind of stuff happens here a lot. A few hours later, I asked the man if his guest found a way out, and he said, quote, yes, she did, and she said thank you for everything. And then he uh, she writes, I had to process that for days, weeks, and months. I still can't believe it, but I'm sure since then that we carry a soul. So I'm assuming that the one that was asking for the way out was the one that just died. Oh, could be, yeah. Yeah, that was trying to figure out where to go. Yeah. And it's just so weird that that happened like instantaneously. Like she passed away and then this guy said she was in his room wanting to know. So that one's, you know, like nursing home stuff is creepy. Like we used to have St. Mary's Nursing Home in Manitowoc and that was supposed to be like majorly haunted. But like nursing home stuff, like nursing homes are generally believed to be kind of haunted. So creepy. Um, you can do these next two. Okay. Let me get my glasses. Both pretty small. Are they okay so far? Yeah. Creepy. I I love looking through Reddit stories and anytime I find one that strikes my fancy, I save it and put it in a document for us to use. This, this one is handy. weird. This one's weird. Okay. I live on the Navajo Nation on the Arizona-New Mexico border. It was the first snow delay school day of the year 2021. And I'm thinking in my head, Arizona and New Mexico have snow delays. It was weird when I went, <laughs> well, when I went down to Arizona to see my friend, Tom, Hey Tom, uh, and Teresa, Hey Teresa, we went boating in the mountains and there was snow and it's so weird. Well, the mountains make sense. Yeah, but I they, guess they mountains. do get snow sometimes okay. in Arizona and, and a light snow will shut everything down sure. in Arizona. I saw a group of young people talking in the parking lot next to the high school waiting for the delay take in bell when the group dispersed and started walking towards the school one person out of the group started walking the opposite direction of the school they then put their hands out towards the ground and leapt forward with their arms extended like they were about to do a tumble roll when they hit the ground it was a dog in, in full, full run, run. Yeah. Isn't that weird? okay have you seen twilight <laughs> that's what it sounds like <laughs> i'm looking at a person in mid stride then morph instantaneously into a running dog 
Yeah, quote, indigenous dog children, the skinwalker. I don't know what I saw. All I know is that I saw it. That is weird. I would be like, what? Okay. <laughs> I think I would have to like go home. <laughs> yeah. How do you go the rest of your day when you see but it something like so that? it sounds so twilighty. To- yeah, totally. Uh, next one. When I was in high school, I would always be the first to arrive home out of my family, having the entire house to myself. I've never been superstitious or someone who's scared easily, and the hour I had alone was my favorite time of the entire day. My bedroom is upstairs, and one day when I got home from school, I placed my bag away and started up the stairs. About halfway, I stopped because I thought I heard something I thought I heard something coming from upstairs, so I stayed at and listened. Sorry. I know that's why pre-reading is uh, always yeah. easier. I heard a very slow re- rendition of the melody from Ring Around the Rosy. Crystal that creeps clear. me out. I don't know why that thought of that creeps me out. Like a slow child. Like a slow rendition of Ring Around yes. the Rosy coming from the bedroom. Anything that a kid would sing yeah. is creepy in these sort of <laughs> scenarios. Uh, it was coming from my bedroom. I was 100% sure I was the only one home, and I had absolutely no device that could be playing music unprompted, especially Ring Around the Rosy. I froze in fear and listened for about 15 seconds to make sure I was really hearing it, which I was. I turned. I just turned back down the steps and waited around in the living room for my family to get home before I went back upstairs. I went in my room a few hours later, and there was nothing out of the ordinary. I know it's not a very climactic, climatic story, but it's something I think about every now and then. I never told anyone about it because why would I? But that was the first time something truly strange happened to me. So weird. Any kind of kids nursery rhymes or, you know, a lullaby playing in a creepy scenario is just yeah. like a big nope for me. Yep. All right. My mom had a bizarre experience. Her mom passed away 28 years ago. On the 20th anniversary of her passing, my mom was at work as an assistant preschool teacher. So she was assisting the teacher. During free time, the main teacher got up from the group of children she was with, went to the chalkboard, and wrote, quote, Mom says hi. It didn't have anything to do with what the teacher was talking about with the kids, and they never really wrote on the chalkboard during free time, unless it was to explain something to a kid. At break, she asked the teacher why she did that, and the teacher responded that she just felt like she had to. My mom got home that night and told me and my dad about it. A few weeks later, she was on the phone with her older sister. Without my mom prompting, my aunt tells my mom about a weird encounter on the anniversary of their mom's passing. My aunt was a manager of a local drugstore chain and was stocking shelves when a middle-aged man that she didn't know came up to her and told her that he felt like he needed to tell her mom says hi. Is that weird? Yeah, that is weird. Because both of them had that experience, they probed their other siblings. Out of the four other siblings, one brother and one sister noticed mom says hi on that same day. I had always been agnostic or leaning atheist before that, but the experience definitely pushed me towards agnostic, non-religious, but believing that there is an afterlife or something more than this life. And this this one, this, the reply kind of like weirded me out, like thinking about it. Somebody replied and said, I wonder how many times this happens, but most of the time the person doesn't give in to the urge to say a random thing to a stranger. Ooh. It could mean that a lot of the random things that suddenly pop into our minds are put there by other people's dead relatives, which is a creepy thought. It is a really creepy <laughs> thought. It is a creepy thought. I never like would have thought somebody, of that. Yeah, when somebody puts like a random thought into your head. Hmm. Yikes. Great. Now I'm going to be thinking about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's so weird that the mom said hi came to like so many of the kids that same day that the mom, the anniversary of the mom passing. Yeah. So that's weird. And here we go with another string of common themes. Okay. You're going to be ready? See if you can figure out what the common theme is with this one. 
I bought a Ouija board uh, <laughs> at a garage great. sale. I bought, I bought a Ouija board at a garage sale decades ago because I always liked the design of the board. They are pretty. They are super pretty. Yeah. Tried it once with a friend and a girlfriend, but nothing really happened. Very, very slight movement was all. No messages. I've never even gotten that. But I was a kid. We can try again. Nah. Left the board out as decoration, but never used it again. Tried it again with just the girlfriend one time later, and it actually worked. Took a while to get going, but once we did, we were shocked at how quickly and deliberately it seemed to move, and we kept asking each other, are you sure you're not pushing it? We talked with more than one individual that night, including a mischievous one called Eight that showed up more than once. We would be talking with someone, then the answers would become nonsensical, and we'd ask, who is this? And it would answer eight. After an hour, the pointer or slash device, the planchette, was moving around really fluidly, and we were both laughing and amazed and constantly accusing the other person of moving it. I know that I was barely touching it, and it looked like she was too. I'm sure I would have felt that if she was pushing it at the speed it was going, it was more like we were trying to keep up with it. That's so creepy. Yeah, that is. I have a sense of how the trick might work based on little jitters from tired arms, but this was moving around way too fast for that. It was really weird. At one point, we got in touch with someone claiming to be Marie, who knew my girlfriend. My girlfriend couldn't figure it out, but then she remembered a girl back in high school by that name and asked if it was her. In response, the device went over the Wii in the Ouija board brand name at the top, and then my girlfriend remembered that she had known a girl named Marie from French class who had died. That's weird. Oh, that is weird. And, and we is French for yes. That mm-hmm. was one of those goosebumpy moments. We asked Marie some things about where she is now and what it's like there. And then while we were thinking of what to ask next, ne- uh, what we were thinking of what to ask next, the device started moving and spelled out, "Who's he?" Super freaky, but it also made sense as I had not gone to school with them, so we said, "Oh, this is so and so," and then it spelled out, "Hi." That's so weird. That weird. Like it's conversing with them. Yeah. We kept asking questions and getting responses, and then at one point, I made a joke, wondering how it all works. I suggested that maybe there are Ouija boards positioned around heaven like customer service phones at the airport (laughs) and they announce it over the PA system when you have an incoming call like Marie, white courtesy Ouija board, please. Paging Marie, white courtesy Ouija. Well, my girlfriend and I were giggling at my dumb joke. The device moves very quickly over to no and then does two very fast loops around the board and on a third one flies right off the board and into the wall across the living room. I guess this is not a joking matter. Yes, this really happened and we were both stunned and both certain that we had not done that and pretty sure the other person had but we both insisted we were just as surprised and scared as the other to this day it remains a pretty inexplicable experience not just the ending but all of it i don't really have an explanation for the speed at which that thing moved around the board or how it flew so far with such a short runway to this day i don't know what to make of it i will say that i left the board on display but dumped the planchette (laughs) so good there we go yeah, because the planchette's the problem. Yeah. I don't know. I just <laughs> I know. feel like the whole thing is the problem. And then somebody, like Ouija board stuff, man. Okay. I don't know. Then somebody replied, I saw the ghost of a little girl in my bedroom when I was around 10 years old. In hindsight, it was probably, what? Say Sleep that? paralysis. Oh, yeah. Nevertheless, a couple of years later, a friend and I made a Ouija board to ask the name of the ghost girl. It gave us the name Haley. They made a Ouija board? Yeah. Okay. A lot of people do. A lot of people just make like paper, on paper. Letters, yeah. 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 It gave us a name, Haley. We didn't think much of it. Years later, I was cleaning the patio out back. Under the stairs, I cleared dirt and leaves and found where a previous family had etched their names into the concrete. It was the Haley's. I had never seen it before. It messes me up to this day. Oh, <laughs> it's so weird. You're thinking it was a first name and it was, and it was actually the last, the last name. name. Yep. 
Somebody replied to that. Craziest experience with, was with some friends in college. Previously, my thinking was that there was always one party controlling it, but not after that. I didn't believe in anything paranormal at the time. I was kind of Dana Scully about everything. <laughs> it took a while to get going, but it gave us some non-answers at first, as in it was spelling real words, but not answering our questions. Then it was answering mostly yes and no questions, but I felt like it was lying and trying to scare or confuse us. Then when we asked it, asked it its name, it started wildly alternating between Z and A and the control of it. I'm certain my friend was doing that. So it wasn't Z and O. It was a very fluid and would snap right to the letter. So fast it was almost as if my fingers had to chase the planchette. I could see my friend was barely keeping up with the lightest touch as well. It was nonsensical from that point and seriously, we, and seriously almost throwing the planchette off the board. Definitely gave us negative vibes. We later checked Google, and it said this Zaza thing is apparently a common occurrence. And then somebody replied and said, okay, this is crazy, but I had the same experience, exactly like you described it. Super fast movements, erratic, saying at first that it was a little girl who was murdered and lost her necklace, and when we asked the entity's name, it said Zaza or Zozo. Uh, can't, can't remember exactly. Ha, Zozo. Wrote it off. Yeah, we're not supposed to say that name, mm-hmm. are we? Quit saying it in my house. <laughs> Especially in your house. Sorry, sorry. Wrote it off at the time is just being unsettling but then when i googled it later in life my blood ran cold it's so weird that they don't know that that's a thing and then later in life they find out that those names are a thing with ouija boards mm-hmm. possibly demonic somebody else writes all i will say is that i have seen with my own two eyes a deck of cards shuffled and the ouija board used to guess the correct card that was next multiple times in succession I won't say if it's an occult, if it's a cult, paranormal, or what weirdness caused it, just that it actually happened. Somebody else writes, quote, To celebrate the first day of October, a few friends and I all met up at night and went to the local cemetery with a Ouija board to kick off spooky season. Had a few duds right away, but moved locations and eventually supposedly contacted the spirit of a little girl. So many little girls that you contact with uh, Ouija boards that probably aren't actual little girls. Yeah. She said she, she said she died in an accident caused by her father. The conversation seemed innocent enough, so we kept going, but eventually things went south. The spirit said she didn't like one of us. We asked her to point out who it was, and she did, saying that it was because of, quote, what he did. So creepy. Mm-hmm. Weird, but we moved on. She eventually stopped being consistent in her contact. When we asked why, she replied, quote, he's close, and then, quote, he's bad. Yikes. This is when the door on the cemetery mausoleum began to rapidly open and slam shut. It did a few times and then stopped. We all froze and didn't know what to make of it. It wasn't windy, so we had no idea what caused it. We asked the spirit if it was her. She said yes, so we asked her to do it again, and on cue, the door began to open and slam rapidly. Last time I ever used the board. Good call. And finally, last one. This one made me laugh. Super short. Friend and I tried out a Ouija board once. We asked who we were talking to, and the board responded, quote, I am nine eyes. And we promptly stopped. No clue what that means, but I was not about to ask. No. I am nine eyes. Nine eyes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, that is not somebody I want to no. contact on the Ouija no, board. Yeah. Next. There's some Ouija board stories. There are some Ouija board stories right. for you. Hate Ouija board. I don't Stay hate away them. from the Ouija board. I don't board. hate them, but I just think they're so dangerous to I, use. Same. Uh, and I don't want to use one. I, I, some of my students asked if we'd ever like do a Ouija board nope. session on the show. But that was an easy no. These ones creep me out, and I don't know. These ones are just so weird to me. A few years back, the wife and I were taking a late night walk. We were bored. She had a knife, and I'm more awake at night. We get up. She to, had a knife. Just because they were outside taking okay. a walk. Yeah. 
<laughs> we get up to, I don't know, it was just like a weird thing to throw in there. It was. We Does get it a, come into play in the story? No, no. Okay. <laughs> we get up to a canal trail and two people pass by, but they're not talking, talking. More like an attempt at sounding like they're having a conversation with just random words, like nothing they said made sense. Yeah. But they seemed aware and coordinated enough that I couldn't just chalk it up to drugs. So naturally, since I grew up in the woods, not these particular ones, however, I shush my wife and we stay where they are and they walk right past us, not even glancing at us or acknowledging us. Same pace, always talking, weird mishmash of words. It was terrifying to my wife and I, at least. It reminds me of the Black Eyed Kids thing where they say stuff like trying to sound human. And it doesn't quite sound like the men in black, too. Like they say stuff that like they do stuff that doesn't seem human. Like they're pretending or trying to appear like human. The, like they didn't know what to do with Jello. They were given Jello, like a thing of Jello, and they didn't know what to do with yeah, it. Yeah, that's weird. Like uh, something try- masquerading as a human yeah, and not quite a, doing it. There was another one that I tried to find because I saw it once and I don't remember where it was, but it was a story like this where this couple goes into a Taco Bell and orders their food and they go sit down. Well, it says Taco Bell story. I know, but that's because I couldn't find it, but I wanted to bring it up. Oh, gotcha. Now you can see my notes, so you can see how my notes all work. But they they got their food, you know, and they ordered it okay. And as they're standing there, they realize that the people in the kitchen are talking, but the words they're using are not making sense in the context. Like Like it was English, but it wasn't strung together. No, like shoe shoe sunshine belt like they were using words and then they said they figured that it was like the people trying to prank them in the kitchen but then they realized the customers in there were all like that too like all using words that that didn't make sense as sentences that's really so that creeps me out that gave me the chills actually that reminds me of like i really that's like aliens i don't know i don't know what that is but i've come across a stories like that where people are saying all of a sudden start talking and what they're saying makes no sense. It's like just a, ma- a random mishmash of words. Hmm. I always think of a, like back when the Twilight Zone came back on in the 80s, there was a really cool episode where this guy that works in an office or something goes in and, and over the couple days, people are talking to him and then they start like throwing in a word in the sense that makes absolutely no sense. And he realized like the and, rest of what they're saying makes sense, but then they just shoo throw in a word yeah, that makes like they're talking to him, and they're like, "Yeah, that's a that's a small that's a small terrier for a belt," and it's like, and he's like, "What?" And by the end of the episode, I'd be laughing. By, by the end of the episode, nothing anybody is saying makes sense, and he picks up a children's book, reading book, and has to relearn like what everything means. Oh, weird. Yeah. So, but but stories like this, if where that people, were happening to me, I'd I'd worry that I was like having yeah, a stroke or yeah, something. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that one. That's so weird to me. Like the the people it's talking really and not like the people talking and not not making sense. Yeah. Creeps, more like we do on the podcast often. It's like listening to our podcast. Yep. <laughs> what are they talking about? Um. Do you want to do this one or no? Sure. There you go. Just this page. Okay. So nice being able to hand stuff to you. I know. We don't need a pizza peel. No, we don't. (laughs) Well, it was about 1230 or 1 a.m. and I was driving home from the movie theater. Good Lord. Who goes to movies that late? I'm like. They do. I've been asleep for several. But I mean, they do. Like movies do have like midnight showings and stuff and like late night, like 10 o'clock showings, nine o'clock showings that go till midnight. I remember when I lived in Door County and worked there, they have a drive-in movie theater. Yeah, yep. Those movies don't start until it's dark. Yeah. And in the summer, it doesn't get dark till like nine o'clock. Yeah. So those were always really late. Yep. I couldn't do that. Now I'm too old. I could when I was younger. My friends and I had just watched The Conjuring. Oh, great. 
I was driving through downtown. I live in a not small, not big town, and downtown is kind of like an old historical looking district. Sounds cute. Usually there was a large crowd of people outside of this one downtown bar called The Grove. So I come to a red light next to The Grove, and I notice that no one is there, which is particularly weird considering it's a Saturday night, but I just ignore it. Huh, that's weird. Oh, well. But then I see a lone woman standing on the edge of the intersection that I am stopped at. She's not moving, just standing there on the sidewalk to the right of me and staring about 45 degrees up into the sky in the direction that I am currently headed. That's cre- That's so creepy to me. That is creepy. I looked at her as the light char- changes to green and I drive past. I drive slowly, almost hoping for her to look down at me and make eye contact because the way she is staring upward is confusingly discomforting. I love that phrase, confusingly discomforting, because that's totally how that makes me feel. Totally. She doesn't look down at me, though. She just keeps staring upward down the road that I am driving on. So I pass her and just think to myself, that girl is freaking weird. Whatever. I hope she gets home okay, or something like that. I've driven down several... I've driven down the road several blocks, still thinking about how weird the girl was. Then I see a man standing alone on the sidewalk to the left of the road I'm on. I'm already like noping this. <laughs> yeah, you're already shaking your head while you're reading it. Almost perfectly mirroring the girl, the man is standing completely still and staring up at a 45 degree angle into the sky, but he's looking direct, directly in the direction of the girl. At the very least, the two were four blocks away from each other. There was literally no way that they could see each other, but they were both looking in the exact direction of each other, just up into the sky. What were they looking at? Why were they alone? Why were they not moving? I still haven't guessed a reason to any of these. That's That's so weird. weird. Stuff like that just really creeps me out. Yeah. Especially at that time of night. Like, I don't know. Okay. where was everybody else? These next two stories are a little longer. But this weirded me out is how similar they were, and they weren't a response to each other. I found them on totally different uh, Reddit threads. Okay. Um, It's just so weird. I don't think they're the same person. I think it's kind of cool that people can experience the same kind of phenomenon. Like, you know... They don't know each other. They don't live near each other. Yeah. And somehow they have the but that's same how, experience. But that's how this one was. And this one fascinated me because, like I said, it wasn't somebody responding to the other person's stories. It was two completely different Reddit threads. Okay. And I rem- I'm like, did I just read this story? And then I, I went and copied them both. So it's a little long, but here you go. I have written, this is weird, two similar stories. The person writes, I grew up in a densely forested rural area in central Virginia. And like most kids my age, 10 at the time of the story, I spent a lot of time playing in and around the woods. My best friend and I have found a creek one day while exploring different deer trails through the woods. This creek we happened on was a very rare find and the perfect spot for us to play. It was wide and deep enough to swim around in and had a nice, soft, mossy bank on both sides to rest on after we had tired ourselves out. The water was cool and clear, no copperheads, and no mosquitoes because the water was constantly running. We were psyched. After a few hours... <laughs> no copperheads, yes. No, no mosquitoes, yeah. I copperheads, I'd too. I'd be more worried about, about copperheads. copperheads. <laughs> After a few hours of swimming, we had to walk back home for lunch, but made plans to pack lunch the next day so we could have a picnic on the creek banks and spend the whole day there. Uh, childhood. Right? The next morning, we set out for the woods around 1 p.m. That's afternoon. Actually, not morning. Planning to have the picnic first and swim after. We entered at the same spot we entered the previous day and followed what we thought was the same deer trail. It was not. At the point where we should have found the creek, we walked into a small clearing that was covered in huge thick ferns. We had definitely never walked past this before, 
So both being hungry and tired of walking, we decided to just eat in the clearing. We laughed and played around there for a while, spitting watermelon seeds at each other from our lunch. It was an absolute blast, and we were both in wonderful, giddy moods. That all changed, however, as soon as we packed up and set out, set back out to find the creek. As we walked on the woods, as we walked on, the woods started to feel darker and colder. We got skittish, and I noticed my friend kept whipping her head around to look behind us. After about a half hour, this is weird. After about half an hour of walking, we came upon what looked like an entire overgrown bathroom. Sink, toilet, and bathtub all sitting arranged together and covered in ivy. Just like out in the middle yeah, of the woods? Out in the middle of the woods. Okay, like the house was there yes, and all that stuff yeah. is the bathroom? It's pretty common to find weird stuff like this in the middle of the woods, so we just walked on and made jokes is to lighten, <laughs> lighten the mood, calling it Bigfoot's bathroom. <laughs> After another hour of walking and not seeing anything else we recognized, we started to panic. Instead of trying to reach the creek, we were now just trying to find our way back home or out of the woods at least. I told her we should just follow the sun and eventually we would come up upon a road or someone's property where we could find help. She insisted on another way and we began yelling at each other out of fear and let's be honest, little girl bossiness. I totally so get these that. are girls. Yes. Why was I thinking these were boys? No. Weird. I told her that if she thought she was so right, she should just go her way and we would see who would get out first. So we split up. Uh-oh. Now as an adult, I fully acknowledge I was being a stubborn brat and also an idiot. Worst possible thing we could have done. Yep. Not 10 minutes after splitting up, I began to hear someone walking maybe 100 feet behind me. Thinking it was my friend deciding to go my way after all, I slow down so she can, uh, I slow down so she can catch up to me. Instead, whatever it was slowed down to match my pace. Oh, that I slow down, me out. it slows down. I stop, it stops. This went on for hours. Nope. Nope. The whole time I was going back and forth on whether or not it was in my head or whether there was something really following me. I picked up a big stick, swung it a few times to make sure it was sturdy enough I had to hit someone and I trucked on. As it began to get dark, I came up upon something that made my heart sink into my stomach. It was Bigfoot's bathroom. I had just walked in a huge circle for hours, despite being 100% sure that I was following the setting sun west the entire time. Confused and frustrated, I sat down on a log and just screamed my little heart out while smacking my, my I'm not going to say that word, smacking my whoop butt stick repeatedly into the ground. As I tried to collect myself, I heard the footsteps again walking up on me from behind. I called out my friend's name as loud as I could. There was no answer. After a short pause, the steps began to run towards me. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I jumped up and booked it as fast as I could in the opposite direction. Now, this is the truly horrifying part, oh. which I typically omit while telling people this story. <laughs> like, the rest wasn't horrifying yeah. enough. As I was sprinting through the darkening woods, I began to hear what I thought were church bells. I looked up to see the darkest, deepest cloud I had ever seen in my life. In the middle, it was so black, it was like looking into the night sky, and the dark gray around it seemed to be swirling. It gave me a horrible feeling to look at, almost like the nausea you get when looking through binoculars too long. What sickened me further is that I realized the sound of the bells was coming through the hole in the cloud. They were deafeningly loud, I mean booming out of this thing. When I realized this, I stopped dead in my tracks. I felt a sense of absolute and overwhelming dread that has gone unmatched in all of my 24 years on this planet. Something in my head began screaming that if I did not run away from whatever the heck that cloud was, that no one would ever see me again and I would be gone. I did not want to run towards the thing that was chasing me from behind either, so I made a sharp right and took off away from both. It was now completely dark and I was running blindly through the woods, smacking through branches, wheezing and tripping every few feet for what seemed like another hour. Until I smacked into something low and flew over it, hitting the ground so hard all the air in my lungs was knocked out of me. 
As I lay there trying to recover, I realized that I couldn't hear the bells anymore. Then my eyes adjusted more to the dark, and I realized that what had made me trip was an old fence. Grabbing hold of it, I prayed it would lead me to a farm, and sure enough, it did. I walked up over a hill about a mile to the back of the farmhouse, explained what happened, and the farmer gave me a ride back home. I was covered head to toe in scrapes, oozing blood, and more exhausted than I had ever been in my life, but I was finally safe. It was past 9 p.m. when I finally walked through the front door. My friend had gotten back shortly after we split, and she figured I had as well, so she never told anybody I was lost, and my family just figured I was still out after dark, which wasn't uncommon for me. They were shocked when I walked in, beat up and crying. Nobody had been looking for me at all. What? To this day, I wonder how long they would have waited to come find me if I hadn't been lucky enough to find the fence and it would have been too late. That's the most horrifying part of the story, <laughs> nobody that nobody would, was even well, parents, looking for her? The girl didn't say that she was missing because the girl just assumed she made it home. The parents didn't know she was missing because they assumed that she was... With her friend? friend. Wow. Yeah. I got all ready to use my Bigfoot oh, for bathroom? noise <laughs> Bigfoot generator, bathroom. but then the story took a turn. Yeah. So then this is the next story that I was like, so weird how similar these are. Okay. Next story. So the area is deep in the, oh boy, in the mono... Monongalea Forest in Virginia. I was doing some hiking there alone, trying to explore the new area, seeing what was out there. Everything was going pretty smooth in general, except for one occurrence that had gotten me blown away completely. By the way, I'm a 37-year-old male, been hiking in forest mountains many times, never had an issue. Anyway, I'm walking into the forest. It was around 4 p.m. I was alone. I had everything on me, including a radio beacon, a compass, GPS, on my phone, and smartwatch. So as you can see, I was taking precautions in case I got lost so that I could figure out my whereabouts and get back. I also had printed maps on me. While walking, all of a sudden I felt a sort of weird quietness. We hear that mm -hmm. all the time. It was like a vacuum. There were no birds chirping, just quietness. And what's weird about it was that it was so quiet I could hear like the humming in my ears that you sometimes get to hear in very quiet areas. I'm thinking, okay, quite odd. First thought is there might be a predator in the vicinity, so I was trying to look for one. I did carry something to protect myself with just in case I got attacked or something. Anyway, I just keep walking. No predator, but the quietness just was there. It's weird. I did not even see any birds anymore, just trees. I also noticed that the weather started getting worse, like it had become cloudy in a weird way. I don't know how to explain. The weather just got pretty bad, pretty much out of nowhere. So at this point, I started feeling like, I don't know how to describe it, I guess uneasiness. I decided to go back, and here's this. All of a sudden, the GPS is out on both the phone and smartwatch, and the compass is spinning like there is a magnet close by or something like that. This got me concerned because it pretty much means that I can't find out where to go in case I get lost. I started walking back. None of my navigational tools are working. I'm kind of still going back, just kind of orienting myself by the way I came there and using the maps. All of a sudden, I see the clouds above me are really odd. It's like most of the clouds are a weird gray color, but they're not like clouds. It's more like a fog, which is just really high up. Then there was another cloud, kind of surrounded by gray clouds, which was black. I had never seen such a cloud before. It was almost like the night sky. Then the craziness happened. All of a sudden, I hear, I hear music, something like music, like a town clock bell or something like that. Like you know how it does it every 10 seconds or so on the hour. I don't know. At that time, I just got scared, like super scared, and I started running very fast back to where I came from. I was running and running, noticed that eventually the weather got better. It was no longer cloudy. Clouds weren't even visible anywhere near me. 
I looked at my compass and GPS, and they were back up. I was running in the correct direction. After that, I just went to the place I parked and left. Later that day, I looked up the weather forecast for that area. There weren't supposed to be any clouds anywhere. It was supposed to just be a sunny day. I told my story to my buddies, who were also hikers. They say that it might have been that I could have fallen and maybe dreamt it, but I don't think so because I don't remember falling. Anyway, it's kind of a weird story. Maybe there's a logical explanation. I don't know. Maybe magnetic storm, something on the sun. Any thoughts? It's weird that both stories have this cloud that have a clock yeah, bell. Yeah, I've never heard of anything I haven't like either, that before. And it was so weird that I stumbled across these in two separate yeah. threads. And it's weird that these people got lost and there was this cloud that had like a that was like blacker than black and had a, like an opening where they were hearing like bells through. Yeah, that's so bizarre. So that, that freaks me out. Um, <laughs> Here you go. You can read this one. Okay. This one I can't decide or if I think it's funny or think it's scary. A little bit of both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I lived in a really old house. My bedroom was set up weird. I had the foot of my bed against the giant chimney. It was a Tempur-Pedic thrown on the floor. All that first apartment classiness. <laughs> my best friend at the time was irritating. Oh, my boyfriend at the time. I guess it could be either. Yeah. I'm assuming it's boyfriend. My boyfriend, it just says BF people. My BF at the time was irritating me, so I decided to just go to bed. I was laying in bed, no lights on, when I saw what looked like a person dancing a jig at the end of my bed up on the wall where the chimney was. I was internally freaking out, so I looked around the room. No curtains were flapping, no windows open, nothing moving but the person-shaped thing furiously spinning around doing its jig. I called for BF. He came blowing in the room and flicked the light on. The thing was gone and I told him, you aren't going to believe me, but I swear I saw, I swear a ghost was dancing at the end of the bed. BF said, oh, was it dancing like this? Right? And he danced a little jig. I said, yes. And he said he had seen it dancing in the middle of the night, usually right next to me instead of the foot of the bed. He was just like, eh, that's cool. You think he would have told her at some point? Like, hey, there was this creepy thing dancing by your side of the bed. I'm glad I was all I'm glad I was hammered all the time and slept <laughs> wow and slept soundly while I was living there. I ended up moving across the hall 10 years after I moved out. Nobody lived in dancing ghost apartment the whole time I lived there, so I couldn't ask anyone if they saw anything. My mom did hear growling near my bedroom in in the moved in the moved in for a second time apartment that was confusing. At the time there were no dogs living in the building. I don't want to hear a growling either. No. But yeah, the I, dancing if, a jig thing, if, that's weird. If I got to see a shadow figure or something in my room, dancing a jig is probably a way I'd want to see it because I feel like that would be a little cute. Is that better than the herky-jerky that's thing? It's better than a herky. I'd rather have a dancing a jig than doing the herky-jerky walk. Yeah, totally. But it's just, it's weird. Like, I don't know. It's weird that the boyfriend never said, hey. Hey, by know? the way, I've been seeing this thing dancing next yeah. to you. Yeah, yep. Maybe that's a good thing because that would have really freaked her out, I guess. That would have. Oop, I scrolled way up accidentally. Entertain our viewers while I or our listeners. Um, I could dance a jig. Dance a jig. I don't know oh, how to dance a jig. Oh, we don't have the video jig. going on. I don't so. know how to dance a jig. I picture like your leg. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but that makes me think of, like Pennywise, Pennywise dancing <laughs> oh, and yes, it. Yes, that's exactly yeah. what I was picturing. So maybe I don't want to see anybody <laughs> no. doing that in my bedroom in the middle Especially of the night. Especially a creepy cr- clown. Yeah. So here we go. So back when I lived in San Diego. You, this sounds super, you know what this is. So back when I lived in San Diego, I was just sitting in my car in the grocery store parking lot in the wee hours of the morning. I had just dropped off my boyfriend at work and needed to stop at the store on the way home. I was sitting in my car when 
it felt like out of nowhere, a girl around nine or 10 years old no, and a boy a, a bit younger were at my window. I rolled it down and asked if they needed something and they asked me for a ride home, which nope. they said was just down the street because they forgotten their money at home. I wanted to go ahead and give them a ride since it was early in the morning and felt like they shouldn't be out walking around when it wasn't completely light out. But I had a gut feeling, like this feeling of dread that I just should not let these kids in my car. I offered them a $10 bill instead, but they just got mad and kept telling me to give them a ride to let them in the car and they started, seemed to get really aggressive about it. I just dropped the bill out the window and reversed out of there. At the time, I was really concerned about it being a human trafficking thing, which is a huge issue in San Diego. But since I didn't really want to look at them straight on... I later read about the black-eyed children, and I always wondered about it after that. And somebody else writes, quote, I actually had a run-in with an older man that has a similar description as these kids. I was at a restaurant with a friend and an older guy, maybe 70, 75, turned extremely slowly to look and st or stare at us. We were sitting against a wall, and there was nothing on the wall. I turned to make eye contact and smile because that's what I do when I'm uncomfortable, and instantly my stomach dropped. He had no expression, and his eyes were just completely black. I turned back to my friend, and we both got up instantly, and we walked out. As soon as we cleared the door, I asked if she saw his eyes. She said they were all black. I almost threw up. We, as we were walking to our cars, it felt like he was following us, but we didn't actually see him follow us. Oh, weird. We both go home and are texting back and forth, and we both feel like this guy is outside each of our houses. I'm sitting in the, I'm sitting in the couch, freaking out, and my dogs get up and start barking down the hallway at nothing. I slept with all the lights and the TV on that night. Black-eyed things are creepy. Uh, yeah. You know, black-eyed kids is so weird. It's so weird. Um, I think the thing about the black-eyed kids thing now, it's such a well-known phenomenon, even though they said they didn't know about it, that it just like anybody could say they had. You know, yeah. I'm a little skeptical of all black-eyed kids encounters now. Yeah, but even if a couple of them are actually genuine, that's then creepy. that's creepy. Here, right here, I have one that has said, here's for the nope file. Oh, sweet. Okay, I'm ready to file it. Yep, you're going to file it under nope? Yep. I spend a lot of time in the woods. Nowadays, I live right beside two gorgeous mountains. But before I moved in here, I had a week's winter solo survival thing planned for myself in a remote forest a couple hours from where I lived. Now, I felt spooked for some reason when I got there. I had to hike through large marshlands, old deep woods, and hostile terrain for two days before I got to the lake that was going to be my home for a couple of days. It was hellish. I used to be in my country's special forces, but this was even almost too harsh for me. The whole time I was there, everything felt weird, like there was this static in the air. I barely heard or saw any wildlife at all. The first night I saw something that would rattle me. I heard wheezing and coughing sounds from the woods when night had fallen. You don't ever want to hear wheezing no. and coughing sounds from the woods. I don't want to hear any sounds coming from the woods. I tried night. calling out first to see if anyone needed help, but after a while I was so scared I stopped. I held my hatchet in one hand, my knife in the other, and sat by the fire scared poopless. Mind you, there was no road leading here, no houses, no nothing around for miles. Then I saw something move on the edge of the clearing I was in. It looked like an old lady walking on her hands naked. She was faced away from me but walked sideways, yep. kind of like a crab. I'm noping this. <laughs> Definitely noping this. I tried shouting, but I felt like I was being choked. Maybe I only she's a lobstrosity. I, <laughs> lobstrosity. <laughs> I, I only saw her for a couple seconds. I stayed awake until the sun rose on the horizon, packed my stuff, and ran the two-day hike to the nearest road in nine hours. When I reached the road, wow. I collapsed, vomited on myself, and was found by a farmer going past in his tractor. 
He asked me if I'd been in the woods. When I told him I was, he said the people that lived around there didn't go into the woods after nightfall and that I should probably never return. I'm Anybody, noping any, that hardcore. Any old naked lady doing a crab walk in the woods, not a good no, thing. No, naked old lady doing a crab yeah. walk. So weird. Jim Jim said sweet hats. Oh, he likes it? Yep. Cool. Here, you can do this one. Okay. Uh, actually, you can just do this one. Were you going to have me have do two and then you're like, nah, she's only doing this one? Yeah. Oh, yes, that's I'm confirming that. One of the many weird things I've seen over the years, but about six months ago, I was doing a brake job on my car in the driveway. I very clearly saw out of focus. <laughs> let me start that over. I very clearly saw an out of focus shape walk within 10 feet of me. A glimmer, man. It looked like the special effects in the, the Predator, Predator movies. <laughs> Just a shape that distorted the light. It was a brightly lit summer day, midday. When I looked directly at it, it stopped and looked back at me. We both froze in place. Then I spoke to it. It felt weird to do that, but I said, yeah, I see you. The second I said that, it took off and I quickly lost sight of it. It wasn't a creepy or scary experience in the least. I went back to work and dismissed it. Oh, yeah, my property borders a huge cemetery. <laughs> at nighttime, from my back deck, I look out over a sea of tombstones. It starts about 150 yards from my house. I would actually like that but I'm weird. I would too. The thing that stuck with me is that it seemed to have eyes or at least had spots that I could clearly identify as what it was looking at me with. And it seemed very surprised that I could see it. I don't know if it's an evolutionary predator slash prey thing, but you always know when something is looking at you or someone. Mm -hmm. It's a feeling you get, and it was definitely looking at me. The thing is, I'm a hardcore atheist and a complete non-believer in anything supernatural. I assume there has to be a reasonable explanation, but some things are hard to dismiss. I'm binging the Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch now, or the Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, and they're talking about seeing stuff on there that looks like the Glimmer Man, like mm. like somebody cloaked in something yeah. running around. I'm so fascinated by that stuff. Me like, too, because what is it? I don't know. Is it a, is it a military thing? Right. Is it a, some kind of creature An that actual can, cloaking technology? That can cloak itself? It's just so weird. Uh, well, some people think Bigfoot can do that too. I totally believe that. I think that's yeah. why more people don't see them. Uh, this one I want to read because it says a curt nope. A curt nope. This is nice. a curt nope. One night I was on the phone with my girlfriend at the time. We were still both in high school at the time. I'd often stay up literally all night talking to each other because teenagers are ridiculous. Anyway, one night we were talking like normal when all of a sudden it sounded like the line had been cut off, except there wasn't static, nor was it silent. Through the phone, it sounded like someone was running a machine, like there was a fan going or some kind of suction noise. This went on for, because I hate phone stuff, so that's why this yeah, is a curtain okay. This went on for a minute, and I thought that the call had maybe just been interrupted by static. I said hello into the phone as one does when phone troubles arise. But the response I heard, it was unlike anything I have heard since or before. It was like a strange guttural slurping sound. <laughs> that's creepy. That is really creepy. <laughs> I don't have the words to describe it. It stopped, and being unsure of what I just heard, I once again asked hello into the phone. What followed was an extended series of the slurping noises that I heard before. I thought it was my maybe my girlfriend talking through the static of a bad connection, so I didn't want to cut her off and seem rude, but I listened to the weird slurping noise coming through the phone, and it sounded kind of like speech, like there were some changes in tone and pauses and volume. For all intents and purposes, I really thought I was being spoken to. 
I spoke into the phone and asked if it was my girlfriend, but I didn't get a response. When I said I was going to hang up and call her back, static came through the phone really loud like someone was directly blowing into the receiver. I hung up and called my girlfriend back, and she sounded just as shaky as I felt. I asked if she was okay, and she answered with a reserved yes. I asked if she had just heard something weird through the phone, and she said she did. We didn't really talk much more about it, but it was definitely a tone change for the night. After we had broken up, I asked her if she remembered the night, and if she, and she answered that she did. I've thought about it a few times since, but this is my first time really telling telling anyone else about it. Super freaky looking back. That freaks me out so much because I hate phone stuff, and I especially don't like any weird slurping guttural noises coming through a phone line. Okay, so this reminds me of an episode of Destination Fear. You have to watch Destination Fear. I'm going to once I get done with Secret Skinwalker. Yeah. Uh, right now, it's Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. So on this episode of Destination Fear, they, they often split into duels. There's four people. So Alex was with Chelsea, I believe, and Dakota and Tanner, they're in totally opposite ends of whatever location they were at. And Alex gets a call on his cell phone from Tanner's phone. Who's, uh-huh. Tanner's on this side of the property. Alex is over here. And they get this weird wheezing, screeching noise coming through the phone. And it's not electronic. It sounds like something, like a living thing. And then it hangs up. And they're like, whoa, that's weird. So they call Tanner on the walkie-talkie and Tanner's like I don't have my phone my phone (laughs) is not here they get another call again and it is like the creepiest thing you you would be noping this whole thing they were totally freaking out they go down they finally they're like we have to go find my phone and see what's going on Tanner's phone the battery is dead like (laughs) his phone was in the gear room his battery was dead so somehow his phone was calling Alex's phone and this weird Exactly what you described, guttural, like, wheezing sound sound was coming through the phone. It was so creepy. That creeps me out because I don't like phones. Here you go. You can read the next one. Okay. Jim keeps texting me. I don't know. I love stories like this one because I come across these quite a bit. Jim said he's paying for the hat, which is hilarious because, well, it did come out of the podcast money, but whatever. I haven't decided what I'm charging for the hats yet. I think I need a little advice on what to charge. Like, what's too much? You know what I mean? Yeah. Where we're not eating the shipping fees. Yeah. The shipping fees kind of killed us with the mugs. Uh, we ended up either breaking even or actually losing money on the <laughs> losing mugs. Losing money, but that's okay. Okay. There's a small country church where a lot of my family is buried in the graveyard. As a kid, I would occasionally go there for graveside services and while my parents decorated the graves. This reminds me of where I grew up. I have, we have the, it's, there's no church, but it's a country cemetery where a lot of my family. Aaron and I, when we're geocaching, man, we love country cemeteries out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you would love this one. It's lots of hills too and trees. Once I was there playing with some other kids and I was near the tree line of the woods. I noticed there was a small stone paved path into the trees and I could see an area a short way into the forest where the path widened to a circle and there was a small concrete statue there and I think a bench. It was almost like a little garden or something. I thought it looked neat, but I decided to keep playing with the other kids instead of walking into the trees and checking it out. This reminds me of Glenbula. I knew I'd be back to the church eventually and made myself a mental note to check it out then. Some time passed and I ended up back at the church and as soon as I got a free moment, I ran to where the path was, but I couldn't find it. I poked around trying to determine if it had grown up or something, but honestly, there was nowhere that even looked like it would fit. I think he means or she means that the vegetation was overgrown. Yeah. 
Either the landscape or trees would have precluded it having been anywhere I looked. I don't think it was ever really there. I've looked a couple of times since, even as an adult, and the memory does not fit the landscape. I'm not really superstitious, but sometimes I think about that little path and what it was. I'm not beyond thinking that it was just some dream that I got mixed up with reality, but I have a, I have such a specific memory of the place and making myself a note to look for it again. Strange. I love stories like that where people yeah. see something like, I think there's a couple in here. It where seems people, kind of insignificant, but... But it's still like, is like a glimpse into like a parallel universe yeah. or like some kind of time thing. Or but I love stories like this where people see like a path with something cool on it. They're like, oh, I'm going to go down there. And then they come back and there's nothing there. And it there. doesn't exist. Yep. I think people should take a shot every time one of us says, Cre- oh, that's creepy. <laughs> we oh, that's so yep. creepy. Yep. Or nope. Or nope. <laughs> oh man, they'd be so drunk after the nopes. Um... We moved into a new house a few months ago. I'm going to probably read these until like, I mean, I want to give them a two hour episode because if this is our last one for a couple couple weeks. weeks. Yeah. We moved into a new house a few months ago. As we were in the process of purchasing the house, the renter who was living in it died unexpectedly of natural causes in his mid forties. He died right in the middle of the living room. Dang. That's my age, people. Yeah. That's way past. I'm way past. (laughs) Shortly after we move into the house and almost immediately... Our two-year-old daughter starts talking about the ghost that lives in our house. Now, let's be real here. She is two, and two-year-olds are very impressionable. Halloween had recently passed, and she had this Halloween-themed picture book that she loved to read, so it's entirely possible that all this talk of ghosts was just coming from looking through that book on a regular basis. Still, she was always telling me that the ghost was in her playhouse in the basement or that the ghost was on the stairs or that the ghost was standing in the corner. She never seemed to be afraid of the ghost and considered him to be her friend, so I wasn't all that concerned, even if there really was a ghost haunting our house. If he's a nice and helpful ghost, it could certainly be a lot worse. I would often tell the ghost that he was welcome to stay if he wanted to, but he was always welcome to go too if that would make him happier. I was about 30, 70 on the ghost being real and she could see and talk to him versus the ghost just being her imagination fueled by her Halloween book. Hmm. Until one day when we were going out to the car to go to daycare in the morning, it was still dark out and rainy. My daughter told me that the ghost was in the, on the back deck and then she told me that today was the ghost's birthday and she wanted to sing him happy birthday. That's weirdly once specific. Again, once again, I mostly disregarded what she was saying as she is for some reason birthday obsessed hmm. and has in the past made us sing happy birthday to Mickey Mouse, a bowl of fruit <laughs> snacks, and the bathroom. <laughs> so we sang and wished the ghost a happy birthday and went I on like with our lives. I two-year-old. I do too. So we sang and wished the ghost a happy birthday and went on with our lives. Later that day, out of pure curiosity, I looked up the obituary, the man who had died in our house, and once you know it, it was his birthday that's so weird yikes it's so weird Hmm. and this next one i I, again i don't know if this is creepy or weird or funny or what this is but this reminds me of my green guy i saw when i was a kid okay it's the peering around the corner yep okay so you know about those shadowy those stories of shadowy figures that loom over you that you see perfectly clear and leave a lasting impression of horror? I had one of those as a kid, except it was a giant duck, a big yellow anthropomorphic duck like Donald or Daffy looking at me from down the hallway. It kept peering around the corner. Oh, there's just something l- really just creepy looking, about that. Right? I'm glad what I saw was actually like a green muscular, like a skeleton guy. That because, it wasn't a giant duck. Well, because a duck is something that's not supposed to be scary, but in that context, it's that makes scary. it really when it scary. Keeps 
peering at you around the corner in the dark. I don't like it. Yeah. I had one of those as a kid, except it was a giant duck, a big yellow anthropomorphic duck like Donald or Daffy looking at me from down the hallway. It just kept on peering around the corner looking at me. I didn't get a palpable sense of evil from it or anything, but you could bet your butt I was scared because (laughs) something was in the house and it was the kind of something that should not exist. And it was looking at me intently. I didn't know what it wanted. I didn't call for my parents because I didn't want to provoke it, but unlike a lot of these folks, I didn't hide under my blanket either. I didn't want to take my eyes off of it in case it came closer. So I just laid there in my bed looking at this anthropomorphic duck, hoping it would go away. Much like everyone else with similarly scary but less ludicrous sounding experiences, I woke up the next day confused, concerned, but ultimately unharmed. So that's so weird. That's bizarre. Like, what is that? I don't know. I don't know. I had a lot of weird stuff happen to me in my life. One of the creepiest happened when I was a kid, around eight or nine years old. We lived in Iceland at the time. Iceland, I guess, is gorgeous. Yeah. We have friends who visited there. Yeah. My mom loved to drag me to this one beach after school a lot. I don't... This one... This story is weird. Like, I don't know what to make of this one. I don't know what the beach was really called, but we just called it Seal Beach because there was a large colony of seals that lived there and we got to see them up close and personal every time we went there. We would talk to them and they would chatter back and sometimes come right up to us if we were patient enough. It was pretty cool. I feel like seals can be kind of dangerous. Yeah. It was usually fairly deserted, especially on weekdays, and we were often the only people there. There was a lighthouse that was well-maintained, but we never saw anyone there inside of it. There was a long heap of boulders between the grassy parking lot area and the white sand of the beach, so you couldn't see the parking lot from the beach. So my mom and I go to this beach one day. I think it was springtime, so the sun was finally coming back for the season. It's a gorgeous day. Even the wind was calm, which was a true rarity there. We stop, quote, talk to the seals for a bit, and then decide to walk along the beach away from the lighthouse. The beach curved off to the left ahead of us, and we couldn't see around the turn, But the closer we got to the turn, the more the hair on the back of my neck stood up. It was this heavy, creepy feeling that got stronger with each step we took. Even the sound of the ocean waves hitting the sand got quieter the closer we we walked to the curve. Then I looked down. Mom, look, footprints. Remember, we were the only ones on the beach and the only car in the parking lot. We stopped and looked more closely at the footprints that were headed back the way we came. There were two sets of fresh footprints footprints one adult sized and one kid sized right next to each other coming from the bend up ahead of us and walking back the way we came towards the parking lot we examined them more closely and realized that they were our footprints the size right the sizes treads depth in the sand distance between the kid and the adult even the stride lengths match our footprints that we had just been leaving behind us I remember that we looked at each other in shock for a minute because there was no way that these fresh footprints going back the way we had just come could be ours yet here they were we decided to continue going forward until we could see around the bend but we only managed a few more steps before we both without a word turned and ran back to the car those few steps were like walking through molasses the air itself got super thick and there was this terrible feeling of wrongness that intensified with each step we took it was so strange my mom was shaking the whole ride back to the base we still talk about it and i still get chills remembering it especially that weird, thick wrongness in the air as we got closer to the curve. Wow. That's so weird. Yeah. That they're seeing their footprints coming back from around the curve. 
It's like some weird kind of time, time loop or something. Glitch or something. Oh, that's that's that would mess with me big time. Yeah, I, I'm I'm fascinated by that story. I think that one mm-hmm. is so weird, and I don't know how to explain it. Mm-mm. Um, I mean, instinctively you think that well, there were just other people that were there before them. Yeah, and they've left. Yep. Yeah, but that's so bizarre. Um. Next one again. I don't know what to make of this one. I don't know. Driving with my best friend at like 1 a.m. in a very rural area, only a few homes, not many cars on the road. We drive by a group of maybe 10 people wearing pig masks, carrying signs that say down with pigs in the middle of the night, middle of nowhere. We look at each other confused like WTF, instantly turning around, go back, and literally nothing is there. Not one person, one dropped item, nothing. Like 30 seconds after we originally saw them. Hang on. Fixing my fixing my thing here. I feel like I've seen I watch a lot of like it reminds me of Saw. Videos. It reminds me of oh. Saw with the pig masks. Yeah, and I that's not familiar to Ugh. me. But I've seen I've seen videos sort of like this on YouTube, like slapped ham and Yeah. Where people will be driving out in the middle of nowhere and they'll find a group of people wearing really weird stuff. Yeah. There was one where there was a bunch of people wearing like business suits carrying briefcases like in the middle of and they started running when the car came oh that's creepy yeah it was i don't like that i don't like that but yeah they turn around and there was nothing there where the people just were we flipped out and left then like six months later we are driving on a highway late at night like 15 miles from the original pig mask incident and we see a random person walking in a pig mask all alone on a major highway in the middle of the night no abandoned cars anywhere or anything to explain his presence we still can't wrap our heads around what that was like like 25 years later i don't know Hmm. i'm gonna start getting selective here because we don't have a whole ton of time left um, this one, okay, this one I love. Not scary. This was taken. This one's taking a break from the scariness. Okay. On one of our first dates, my girlfriend, now fiance, and I take a two-mile long walk down the beach to meet up with some of my friends. Oh, rest in peace, Jimmy Buffett. We bring a mm. pair of margaritas and plastic cups for the walk because summer is so awesome. We finish them around halfway, but hang on to the empty cups because we hate it when people litter on the beach. Wanting more booze, I say out loud, God, I wish I had a beer right now. Note that this was not in prayer at all. I'm not the slightest bit religious and was using the word God purely as an interjection. Well, no sooner had I said that, uh, when I kid you not, a cold, unopened can of Pabst Blue Ribbon washes up on the shore right in front of us in the foam of a breaking wave. I pounce on it, girlfriend and I split it into the cups we're carrying, and conclude that there, if there is a God, he approves of our relationship, and he has hipster taste in beer. Oh, funny. And somebody replies, finally a story on here that doesn't scare the crap out of me. And somebody else replies, tide goes out, beer comes in, you can't explain that. Checkmate, atheists. <laughs> <laughs> When I was a it is cute. I like that one. I wanted that for a break from the scariness. Another one. When I was a palate cleanser. It's a palate cleanser. When I was about eight, I was looking for for my brother, who was about four years older, around the house. I decided to look for him in his bedroom. The door was open, and I saw him sitting on the ground with his PlayStation controller in his hand, blankly staring at me with a TV off. I still remember he was wearing a Chicago Bulls shirt. This was in a matter of seconds. I did a double take and then he was gone. I called to mom asking what happened to him. He was outside playing in another shirt. 
My brother got a little creeped out by that, and so do I. I still have that snapshot in my mind, and his expression of blankness looking at me was very creepy. That's, <laughs> Again, that's bizarre. So this one, we Maybe just... he was outside wishing that he was inside playing PlayStation. and it, like... Possibly. That's bizarre. Possibly. This one... Something we just talked about. At least about. he wasn't beckoning for his brother to yes. come into the room yes. in some exactly. weird monotone voice. Exactly. <laughs> this one we just talked about not that long ago. I think okay. I'm going to do like three more stories and then we'll wrap it up. Okay. Uh, you're going to know what this is. We talked about it in the in a weird creatures episode not that long ago. My friend worked at a casino in Maricopa, Arizona. I think that's how you pronounce it. Anyone familiar with the area knows that this particular casino is out in the middle of nowhere on the Native American reservation. Anyway, my friend is a normal, emotionally stable white guy who is an atheist. He was working late around 3 o'clock a.m. on the casino floor. He's a night owl, so he was wide awake since this is his normal shift. He is not a drug addict or one to make up BS stories. So here he is in this empty casino walking into the vacant men's bathroom on the opposite side of the casino floor. He walks in, does his business in the urinal, and turns around to go wash his hands when he notices someone standing at the sink staring into the mirror. He thinks to himself, that's strange, I didn't even hear anyone walk in. He gets closer to his sink about five rows down and begins washing his hands. He glances over to realize that it's not a man that was standing at the sink, but a woman in a red dress. Right when he was about to say something to her about using the wrong bathroom, this woman turns her head slowly towards him and then just kinds of stares. And then he just kind of stares at her in disbelief, thinking that this chick must be drunk or blind not to realize she was in the men's bathroom. As her head slowly turns, her eyes were glowing dark red. He describes it like the red eyes you would get from taking a photo of someone. He freaks out, doesn't know what is happening, and looks down to notice she doesn't have any legs. Instead, she has what he describes as the bottom half of a deer. What? And she was walking on hooves. Anyway, as this thing turns towards him, it starts to move aggressively, and my friend ran out of the bathroom, obviously scared poopless. He and his buddy review the surveillance tape of the area around the bathroom, but all that was seen was him walking into the bathroom and then him running out of the bathroom. Ugh. It wasn't until much later that we learned of the legend of the deer woman. He's convinced that he saw her that wow. night. Wow, yes, I kind of remember that now. Yeah, that's so was creepy. that in the creepy forest stories? I don't think so. I don't think so. I really don't. I know we um, talked about it though. Yeah. We did it was it was in the the creepy the mysterious creature stories. Okay. Just going to do a couple more small ones to give you guys your money's worth for this episode. Well, you're not paying for this. So. Oh. Okay. Well, still. <laughs> <laughs> Another story. My then 3-year-old daughter had just learned how everyone has different favorites and one day while the two of us were riding in the back seat of our friend's car, she began quizzing people as she was known to do about their favorite color. At the time, I was also nine months pregnant with her baby brother, and after asking all of the adults in the car, she turns to me and asks, quote, Well, what is my little brother's favorite color? To which I reply, You'll have to ask him yourself in a few weeks, honey. She laid her head on the side of my stomach. He would often kick her when she did this, and she found it very amusing. After a few moments, in the lull of the adults' conversations, she says, quote, Mommy, my favorite... My brother's favorite color is gray because that's the only color he can see right now. And his name used to be James and he liked to climb mountains and that that was the last thing he was doing before he was in your belly. We rode the rest of the drive in silence. <laughs> so okay. Past lives, I guess. And here you go. On a train going to work, sitting next to me are three elderly people, two women and one man over 70 years old. The cabin is empty except for us. I'm not really paying attention to their conversation until one of the women says really loudly, quote, 
That means they're also aliens, like you, Roger, and me. I look over expecting them to laugh, figuring they were just making fun of each other, but all three are now staring at me with this weird smile. Just as I smile back, the eyes of the woman who was speaking flashed green. I'm completely serious. They flash green like LED lights. I mumbled something and got off at the next stop. So (laughs) this one I really like. A good friend of mine had died, so I was visiting his grave. There is this pond filled with geese and ducks near it, and I wished I had brought bread to feed them because I find it peaceful. Not two seconds later, in my peripheral vision, I see this thing fly through the air, hit a tree, and fall to the ground. I go to check it out, and it's a round dinner bread roll a little bigger than my fist. I think that's weird. (laughs) Like whatever, like whatever herd he wanted to wish he brought bread to feed the ducks. Right. Here you go. Um, we'll end with a couple creepy ones here. As a four-year-old, I hated tying my shoes. I was terrible at it and progress was just not happening. One morning, I was throwing a fit because my mom told me to tie my shoes before we left the house and I was trying to avoid this horrible responsibility while crying and screaming on the third or fourth step of the staircase. The ceiling above the staircase extends from the second floor horizontally to the space above the first step where it met a vertical wall that connected the second floor ceiling to that of the first. Imagine a big upside down L. So I'm screaming on one of the lower steps and my gaze drifts upwards after a few minutes. I stop crying immediately and I go silent. I distinctly remember seeing a man in a black suit with the head of a boar, only blue and complete with tusks and fur, bracing himself in the corner of the ceiling like a ninja above my head staring down at me. He didn't say anything to me, but I know what he wanted. My mom began to ask me what happened, noticing my abrupt change in mood, and I cut her off in a monotone voice saying only, quote, he told me to be good. That's so... What did he want? I don't know. She says, I know what he wanted. Now I want to know what he wanted. To be good. To, oh, to stop crying. Okay. To stop crying. Weird. Yeah. So, scrolling through, entertain our, our listeners. Uh, You know what we forgot to do? What? Oh, we could do that at the end. Okay. Read the cards. Yeah, we can do that at the end. God, this is... we We didn't go through nearly as many as I thought we would. Well, we'll... We'll have a nice little This one is like super short, but this one creeps me out. Like, I would hate this. In my current home, every single night, there's a loud bang that comes from my basement. At least once a night, probably more. I have never figured out where it's coming from or why it happens. I've tried being down there when it happens, but it never happens while I'm down there. Since I noticed this happening, I refuse to be down there at night. That creeps me out so much, and I don't know why. It is creepy. Like like if you and Jim heard that. You should be able to, you know pinpoint where the sound is coming from especially if it happens every night yeah like um like if that happened to you guys living here i think that would just like totally freak you out yeah just looking for nobody likes unexplained noises in their home <laughs> no nope not at all just looking for other ones i like this one was weird to me I was in the middle of a session with my therapist. We were starting deep meditation slash hypnosis. I had finally achieved what I would describe as the deepest state of relaxation I've ever gotten to. About five seconds into this deep meditation, the room got incredibly bright, as far as I could tell with closed eyes, as if I was looking at the sun with my eyes closed. 
My therapist stopped mid-sentence just then. She didn't speak for like five seconds, and I asked her if everything was okay. She just replied, quote, I think you just produced a ray. What? She refused to tell me what she meant, and she dropped me as a client the next week. I still have no idea what happened. Okay. Yeah. That one is weird. Like the the light was actually coming from the patient? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to make of that. She's like, oh, we've gone too far. Yeah. Just looking, looking for one. You got, if you wanted to make two hours, you have five minutes. Oh, man. Plus, we still got a song. Questions? Do you have any questions? Uh, we have one question. Okay. I'm going to do two more. Okay. Creepy one now and on a one that actually made me laugh. This one, no. As a kid, we played in the basement a lot. The floor was open in cement so we could roller skate around. Also, the walls were either dirt or brick, so we weren't so we were allowed to shoot BB guns at targets. <laughs> okay. Basically, I wasn't scared of the basement at all as a kid. One day, my sister was in a side room that had jars of peaches and pickles. It was a dirt cellar type room. My grandparents had one of those. Mm-hmm. Just jars of, of canned you know, fruit and stuff like that. Dirt cellar type room stayed cold even in the summer. She wouldn't let me in, and I was sure she was eating a jar of peaches. <laughs> I could see her feet moving under the crack of the door, and I stuck my fingers under, under the door, and she messed around with my fingers and giggled. I felt that her fingers were wet, and I said, quote, don't eat all the, peach- all the peaches. I want some. Then she pushed down on my fingers so hard it hurt, and she, was, and she was grunting and basically freaking out. I started screaming and tugging my hand out from under the door. Finally, I pulled my hands back, and she was quiet. She then kicked the door really hard. I ran upstairs to tell on her, and there she was with my oh, mom in the okay. kitchen. It was pretty freaky. No one believed me. In fact, my mom just said it was probably my imagination and to forget about it. That reminded me of that scene from the movie Signs. Signs? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But that one creeps me out. Oh, that's super creepy. And like, because what was that? <laughs> I don't know. Because these were creepy, I want to end with this one that actually made me laugh. Okay. I was hitchhiking across the country. This one night, I was trying to get the hell out of Colorado. Long story. And it was stormy as heck. It was cold and wet, and I hadn't seen a car for at least half an hour. It was raining so hard that I could only see a few feet ahead of me. Then, out of nowhere, this car rolls up and stops beside me. I hopped in, turned to thank the driver, only to realize that there wasn't a driver in the car. The driver's seat was empty. Then the car started moving forward again slowly. There was a curve ahead. I thought for sure the car was going to run off the edge of a cliff. I was in full-on panic mode. I couldn't move. I was freaking out. Then just before the car hit the safety rail, a hand appeared from the window and turned the wheel. This happened a few more times before I got my stuff together, hopped out of the car, took the opportunity to escape. I booked it full-on adrenaline rush in the rain. Before I knew it, I was at a gas station on the edge of some dinky town. I was soaking wet and freaked out. I started to tell the guy at the gas station what had happened. He hooked me up with some hot coffee, and we swapped ghost stories for a while. That's when, from the haze of the rainstorm, I see three guys walking, to the, walk up, walking up to the cashier. One of them points at me and says to the other, quote, Look, it's the weirdo that jumped in the car while we were pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know, that one made me laugh. <laughs> That explains the hand, the hand coming, coming in. in through the window to turn the wheel. I was like, is this like one of those self-driving cars? Yeah, no. Like They were pushing the car and this dude jumped in <laughs> to the driver's seat. So there you go. Awkward. I hope you guys, like we could do these episodes. There's so many stories. We could do these episodes. Yeah. Like literally we could do a whole season of the spooky Reddit. And again, even if a couple of these are true. They're creepy. They're creepy. So there you go. Hopefully you guys like... I think like... the first one you told actually creeped me out the most. The kid 
who heard their mother calling them from the, the kitchen. Those always freak me yes. out. Uh, there's a lot in this one that freak me out. But I love, for some reason, I loved the mom and daughter walking on the beach yeah. and seeing their footprints coming back. Something really unsettling about, about that. that. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, I'll do my song choice and then... Do you we want to, to read? You can do yeah, those I first. Okay. So we were supposed to do that this at the beginning. These are the um, cards that work Kurt gave us. <laughs> These are the, they're sort of like, a, what do you call them? Magic the Gathering. Yeah, but like something Magic else. the Gathering cards. It's called MetaZoo. MetaZoo. I love these. The more that I'm seeing these. And what's weird is that I said in the last episode, you gave me a pack to take home. Mm-hmm. And I think I said, I hope Squonk is in here. Clara. Clara asked me because Clara does like art she draws stuff okay she asked me if we have a, a mascot for the podcast and oh, I said I think our unofficial one is probably squonk or mothman but I think it's squonk yeah it and, could be bigfoot too I, but... I get home I open the pack what is there inside the pack is the, it's squonk, the squonk card not that I can even read this oh, I can read it. thank you it says drowning sorrows I yeah. did see that we all know the squonk, squonk card a says crier if while you are playing you are if, if while you are playing you are crying tears, Squonk has additional power. If any opposing caster also cries real tears, Squonk appreciates the sympathy and leaves the arena. And the bottom quote says, "Be very careful when forming a contract with Squonk. Making any sort of eye contract will result in it exploding into a puddle of its tears." Oh, poor Squonk. I know I love Squonky, but the pack was cool because it had Squonk, it had one of these was actually rare because if the creature on it is prismatic, that means it's a rare version of it. And oh. we have a rare version of the Flatwoods monster in there. Okay. So I love these. I'm going to take another one home, open it, see what we get. Okay. I love these cards. Cool. Well, work Kurt will be very happy to find yes. that out. So I'm so glad we got Squonk. Um, song... I posted this picture of us wearing the hats without flipping yeah. it around. Yeah. So, like, it says the strain sessions, but backwards. Oh. I'm not going to repost them now. Oh. Okay. People will get the gist, though. We have hats that yeah. say the strain session. Um, Your song choice? Song choice, then we'll do listener question? question because it does refer to music. Okay. Song choice. Uh, this song is relatively new. I think it's the band's newest song. Some YouTube... This is this song is what I've been listening to a lot lately. The YouTube comments are... Somebody writes, quote... How lucky am I that my favorite band is not only still together, but is still making great music 25 years later. Somebody else writes, quote, This song is perfect. Brought me to tears, actually. How can a song blend the nostalgia of 1982 in the mid to late 90s early 2000s at the same time and still be relevant and ex- incredibly likable in 2022? I've never heard such a thing. You really outdo yourself. The song celebrates that in life, some things we win, some we lose. We can't stay stuck in our past view of what life should have been, but that we, quote, smile, wave, and let them go. We are the same person we were, that dreamer or rock star inside. We need this. I need this. Somebody else writes, the guitar sounds to start off, sounds like it's 1999 again, and I'm listening to this band on my car stereo driving home from high school. Great song from these guys who continue to deliver all these years later. We are older and surely have things we miss and wish we could change or have back. I'm glad they are still around to provide the soundtrack. Somebody else writes, I remember going to take my SATs on a sunny Saturday morning in 2002. I was blasting one of your albums with my windows down and felt an incredible energy. It's so cool that 20 years later, these guys have evolved right along with me. A 37-year-old with a kid and three stepkids who still wants to tap into the youthful spirit of rock music. And somebody else writes, 
Quote, I know this song is primarily aimed at their OG fans who have been with the band loyally since the 90s and early 2000s, but as someone who only know two of their songs until like 2014, the song still resonates with me. The feeling of knowing things could have been greater, but being content with how well it turned out and that feeling of changing from who you once were. I hope they know they still gain new fans every day and their songs still have impact regardless of time or place. I've mentioned the band on here before. I love this band. It is Jimmy Eat World, hmm. and the song is Something Loud. Hmm. It's a really good song. There's a quote in there. I should almost... I, I'll, the quote is something about... Like, the song is about how they kind of missed the days in the 90s when they were playing concerts, and they remember everybody that used to come to their shows mm-hmm. when they were just starting out. Mm-hmm. And it's about, like, getting older, but there's a song... There's a lyric in there. It's something about how back in those days you never second guessed that you were that you were where you were supposed to be oh yeah you know and i i love that lyric because i feel Mm -hmm. as we get older we second guess the choices we made totally and about how back then you were just living in the moment and not second guessing everything but that is my song choice it is jimmy eat world's song something loud i will post it in the group and i didn't write down our question But our question a listener sent in was, are there any bands or songs that you used to love but do not like now? Hmm. But do not like now. Yeah. I I can say two of them because I thought about this on a drive down because I read the question earlier. Uh, One of them, it's not that I don't like the band, but it's Alkaline Trio. And I can't listen to it. And I think it's because that's what I was listening to the day I found my dad mm. passed away in his apartment from a heart attack. I'll do it. I was listening to them on the ride there. And like during the day, I was in a daze. So that the Alkaline Trio was playing in my car. And I think to this day, I can't listen to them because I associate that with that day. The other one is the band Lost Profits, which Aaron and I used to love listening to when we geocache. They're famous for their song Long Train or Long, I think Long Train Home or Train Ride Home. They were like kind of one of the, you know, like a rock or Last Train, Last Train Home, I think it's called. They were kind of a rock band, but I don't want to go into it on here, but the singer was jailed for very bad things Mm -hmm. involving children and babies. Oh no. Yeah. And he was just stabbed in prison a couple weeks ago. Had it coming. Um, He's still alive. But it's like what he did was so horrible. Like so, so horrible. And it sucks because the rest of the band had nothing, had like no knowledge that he was doing this stuff. And we can't, like Aaron and I can't listen to them anymore because of what he did. And it just sucks that the rest of the band members had nothing to do with Mm. it. But now it's like they shut off all comments on all their videos because people were writing like, like what he did was bad. So Lost Profits, I cannot listen to anymore, hmm. knowing what the lead singer did and was proud of it. Yikes. So yeah, that those Some are my people two. people are just evil. Those are, yeah, those are my two. Um, I So I have one, and I feel, I almost feel guilty saying this. So I used to absolutely adore Fiona Apple. Yeah. And it's not that I don't anymore like i have fond memories of her music i loved she had two albums that i absolutely love this is a long time ago i saw her in concert it was great but i've tried she has some newer stuff it's not very mainstream i mean she kind of disappeared and now when she releases stuff you have to just stumble on it on youtube or something but I've, i've tried listening to her now and even some of that stuff from back then and i just realized that i'm i think i've been through my fiona apple phase and that's yeah. when it was it's yeah i just like don't 
identify with the music like I did. You just don't care or, for it like you used to. Right. And yeah. now that I've discovered, I mean, I've since discovered, I mean, I've been a Paramore and a Haley Williams fan for a very long time, like probably 15 years or whenever they came out. I just, it's my tastes in music have just changed so much. And yeah. I'm really into Agnes Obel too. So I just like, I don't know, other newer um Female artists have sort of replaced her, I guess. Yeah. But I have fond memories of Fiona Apple. But it's just not your thing anymore. It's just not my thing anymore. You got a lot. I of, still very much respect her, though. You got a lot of love for your song choice last episode. I did, yes. Sleep uh, tokens. You got amazing. Aaron into them. Like I sent Aaron your song you suggested, and he was he downloaded a bunch of their stuff. Yeah. Like he likes it now. It's so good. And it was That's funny. what I've been that listening Jeremy. to. Jeremy was like surprised you picked that one. Corey texted me, and Corey's like, "That song she picked is awesome." Like Corey yeah. likes that band. The summoning their song. The it just it surprised people that you picked like a hard rock mm. song. Well, it's more metal, but also their music is can be very like mellow and R and B ish too. It's very strange. I think their music has changed over the years. I, I'm still kind of learning about them, but there are literally like two metal or metal ish bands I like, and it's Metallica and Sleep Token. <laughs> Vocals are very important to me. Like I can't get into the screamy stuff. Yeah, I can't like I said, listen to some that. Some screamy stuff is okay. It, I can't listen to it. Like Sleep Token actually does a little bit of screaming, but it's very subtle and it's not very often. It's mostly really melodic vocals, and I just dig it. I dig the whole vibe they have going on. Cool. Is that it? That's it. Was that enough stories for today? You think? I think so. You think that was? You think it was a good mixture? Heck yeah. A good mixture of yeah. stories. Definitely. Um, pig pig masks. Uh, Chimes and chimes church bells coming out of clouds, clouds. Uh, creatures walking on ceilings, creature braced above the stairway like a ninja with a boar's head and a suit. Mimicking. <laughs> Mimicking. Uh, it's everything a, you could want. Uh, yeah. But going to go with the, the creepiest one, the guy that jumped in the car without a driver. <laughs> <laughs> so um, again, uh, next episode will be a repeat of a side session. So if you do not pay for the side sessions, it'll be brand new to you. We think we know which one we're going to do. Did you tell me? Yeah, we'll talk about it. Okay. But we, we kind of said last time you thought we would do that one. Uh, it's a weird topic, but I, I thought it was cool and oh, people seemed okay. to like it. Um, I think I remember what you're talking about. I'm going to have to listen to it to see if we curse on that one because if we do, I'm going to have to edit it out. We usually don't, though. I think we're pretty good even on we, the side Every sessions. now and then we drop a little, but our students are going to listen. My students There are no F-bombs. I no, can tell you that. that. But if the students... Oh, the other... I was at school... You remember when I talked about the, hearing the kid whisper mommy in my ear? Yeah. When Linda talked about hearing the footsteps? Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I told Linda this, actually. But I was down there in one of the rooms early one day this week before the teachers got there because Mr. Sawyer that I was with last year, even though I'm not with him, I go sit and wait in his room and then he gets there and we chat. So I'm sitting in his room by myself in the in the basement. And I'm sitting there and people are starting to get to school. And I'm sitting there and I hear the swishing fabric sound of like someone in a dress walking in the hallway. So I'm waiting for them to walk past the door and I'm like, nobody. So I go down the hallway. There's nobody on that floor. Mm. But it was clearly the sound of someone someone in a dress walking outside the door. Mm. And that's where the mommy was whispered in my ear. That's where she heard the footsteps. So I'm convinced that there's something going on in the basement floor of that school. Mm. So it was just weird. Creepy. So there you go. We will be back in four weeks yeah. with a new episode. Uh, Krista will, will be... Will it be October? We won't be back until October. Yeah, it'll be October. It'll be October before... Wow. Well, we only have one official new... Official spooky season. Yeah, that'll be official spooky season. But we will be back. So taking a little break from the podcast. Krista's going to go do anniversary stuff. I'm going to decompress from my... Yeah. In the meantime, I'm going to try to figure out what to do with these hats. <laughs> 
if I'm going to yeah. sell them on Kofi yeah. and ship them out myself or send you guys to Printful or link to Printful. And to I do it. think, are we going to reveal that not this side sessions, but after we come back from our break, we're going to start videotaping? This yeah. Set? Well, yeah, let's start with the side sessions and see how that goes. Um, but I would like to do more videos just on our YouTube channel in general. But yeah, I do want to do a full side or strange session video. But would people want to see the strange sessions where all I'm doing is looking at my iPod in fr- or my iPad in front of me reading? I think so. We do turn and look at each other every now and then. Well, but we I can feel occasionally like, look at the camera. Yeah. I feel like we don't do enough. You know, like I feel like when like the new Kirks do it, they're like talking it that the they don't read stuff. much no but we and we do mm-hmm. that's the thing maybe we'd have to get away from reading quite as much and more conversing which i think some people probably want anyway yeah so we'll figure it out we got the equipment this <coughs> this podcast has slowly evolved naturally over time it <laughs> yes, will continue it to do so it will which is probably good mm-hmm. evolution is a good thing it is so i think that is it uh, i think so did you do our deets oh the deets let me scroll wait i have so many stories we have lots of stuff. I don't think we're going to run out of topics for quite a while. Nope. Wow. Um, I'm glad we have that recorded. I got rid of Twitter on here. Good. Thank you. You, you, can email us, you can email us at thestrangesessions at gmail.com. Krista does a great job on Instagram at thestrangesessions. And what up, all our Instagram listeners? Love so, you guys. You can send postcards and snail mail to The Strange Sessions, which I did not check this week. Uh, the Strange Sessions at P.O. Box 434, Manitowoc, Wisconsin, 54221-0434. There could be something amazing in there. There could be. Uh, you can call our lonely phone line at 920-443-9602. And you can send listener stories, which I have not checked lately that I should, at the Sessions <laughs> stories at gmail.com. Um, the moral of the story is you might have sent us something we wouldn't know. Yeah. Kurt hasn't checked. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get it next time. We have four weeks now yeah, yeah, before the weeks. next new episode to check stuff, get everything. We'll have everything ironed out by the next episode. I guarantee it. No flaws, no hitches anymore. Yeah. We're going <laughs> right. to be on our game. Yeah, right. That's never going to happen. No. So thank you guys so much for listening. We truly love you guys. We thank do. you for everything you do. Thank you for letting us do this, you know. Otherwise, Chris and I would just be sitting down here in a basement on a Saturday morning just talking to each other, mm-hmm. which would be kind of weird. With no microphones. With no microphones. Uh, telling each other weird, scary stories. But... It wouldn't be weird, but it would be a little weird. I guess. I guess, on a Saturday morning early. So we love you guys. And from Chris and I down in the strange cellar, until next time, stay, stay strange. strange.